Welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast, a weekly comedy talk show that dives into the personal lives of comedians, experts, and creators. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, a very amateur stand-up comedian and self-proclaimed sad girl. It's the comedy podcast with a lot of heart. Feel hard and talk hard. This is the Intoxicated Podcast. Oh, hey, Internet. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. As always, I am your host, Sarah McClellan. And before I get to this week's episode, which is a banger of an episode, I want to tell you about another podcast. This is actually a podcast hosted by a former intoxicated guest. She was my amazing guest on one of my early episodes of the relaunch of Intoxicated. So episode 203. It is my lovely friend, Lauren Debra. On that episode, we did a deep dive into demisexuality, and I still think about that episode to this day. Her podcast is one of my favorite queer podcasts called My Dad Stole My Limelight. In each episode, host Lauren Debra sits down with someone to delve into their coming out journey. Lauren actually never had the coming out. She had her heart set on the dramatic kind. As when she claimed she was ready to declare her sexuality, her dad came out first, stealing her limelight. Each week, Lauren and her guests discover more about their most authentic selves and find themselves being more visibly, comfortably queer. Listen to My Dad Stole My Limelight for funny, heartwarming, relatable conversations that normalize all the feelings and experiences around coming out. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or on 604podnetwork.com. So there we go, sharing the love this week on Intoxicated. And uh, I am so excited for this week's episode. My God, what a fun time. I This conversation just definitely reignited my love for the podcasting format. Because this week's guest is someone I adore very much. You might remember him from the Intoxicated Live show back in December. It is the very funny, very talented comedian, filmmaker, playwriter, artist. It is the great Adam Myatt. My God, what a pleasure it was to spend over two hours with this individual. Like I mentioned before, he was my guest on the Intoxicate Live show. He was absolutely perfect and amazing for the live show. But we didn't get the full intoxicated experience. We didn't get the full, like, take your time, talk for a few hours kind of idea. So we came in to Sad Girl Studios and we had an amazing conversation. And I really do think you guys are going to absolutely love him. Please give him a follow on social media. He has the best Instagram handle ever. It is at Truly Madly Adam. He is doing so much cool stuff and he is a stand-up comic. I definitely recommend seeing live because he is so enjoyable to watch. We got into a lot in this episode. Adam and I bonded over a lot of things. We think the same way about a lot of things. We're two pessimists in this world, or as I like to call us, realists. Um, But we get into a lot of that. We get into talk about our anxieties and confidence, being authentic, and so, so, so much more. So let's just get right to it, everybody. 
please enjoy my very fun conversation with the hilarious Adam Myatt. Because I still fucking love YouTube. Oh, it's what I watch the most, I think, of. What what kind of YouTube? Oh, it's wide and varied. Um, I love, like, a... <laughs> it depends on the mood. You know what I mean? Like, I love, like, a mechanical, like, a machining video. Um, oh, okay, like, like, like how to make things? Kinda? Yeah. Yeah, like, I, like, I'm, like I, I make stuff. I'm, like, I'm a carpenter, I would say, um, and, like, yeah. a, a builder. I make things in the art galleries. Oh. And uh, so, like, I like to just, you know, diversify that knowledge. But then I also will watch, you know, a four hour interrogation, you know, oh because I'm mentally well <laughs> <laughs> and feeling good. Um, so you go down the trains. You're just yeah. like me. Yeah. Just like me. Also, you're the second person in two weeks in like the last week or so to mention interrogation videos. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Or was it you? Did we talk on Instagram? No, we didn't. We didn't talk about interrogation videos via Instagram DM. I don't think so. That must have been somebody else Mm -hmm. on Instagram. Uh, But someone else also mentioned, oh, yeah, this comic Brad who moved to New York. Right. But he he mentioned that him and his girlfriend, like, obsessively watch um, interrogation Mm -hmm. videos. Yeah, well, when you're not, when you, uh, when you can just be okay with, like, letting go of the narrative of true crime and just really digging into like the in real time meat of the boringness of it. Yes. Uh, it's, <clears throat> it's an interesting journey. That's so true. But I don't know if I'd recommend, but if you're already on that train, I mean, you know, I'm on that train. Yeah. So I used to love my favorite murder, mm, the true crime mm. podcast. Um, and I had to stop because it was playing too much into my anxieties. Yeah. Um, because ever since I was a little kid, I always was scared of people breaking into my room. Mm-hmm. I, cause I, I had night terrors as a kid and I still have them as an adult. Right. I wake up screaming. <laughs> not, it's not li- a normal life's, thing. Life's crazy. <laughs> it, it's totally, it's totally normal. No, it's not. It's, it's not for an adult to have. So there was, I, so I have a, ugh, I, so I record my sleep every night. Right. I, I have an app that I literally record <laughs> Most nights, like mm-hmm. I'll miss a night here and there. Yeah, yeah. But like, you I should have... release an album of this. Oh my god! <laughs> I was thinking about a, a, a applying to Sick Boy. Yeah. To talk about night terrors. Right. Um, this feels like some kind of experimental comedy album <laughs> that I would definitely listen to. I mean, I could play you some of them. They're fucking. <laughs> they're fucking so weird. No doubt. They're so weird. What I say, and a lot of times it's what's going on. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> That's why. <what> I- <laughs> 
sleep. Yeah. 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 Like, it's just like, okay, metaphor for life. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing even in my sleep. Um, I feel like people think I'm more on this train. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a paranoid guy. I'm an anxious, very anxious person. Um, I think it's healthy to be like, I don't really know what's happening. Good. And I don't trust it. Embrace chaos. Yeah, because it's there. Everyone else is just like, everything's fine. I'm like, it's, well, it's not. <laughs> it's not, but you have to be okay with it not being. Exactly. That's that's why I love, um, I love anything based around the world ending. Which seems strange as an anxious person to yeah, love yeah. that. But the reason I like it mm-hmm. is because it's a unified experience. We're yeah. all in this together. It's yeah, not just yeah. me yeah. dying. Right. We're all dying together. Yeah. Even like the happy couples and love are dying. So why? <laughs> Thank God. So why? About <laughs> So why, if we're all going to die, mm-hmm. we'll all end up in the ground or the, in flames or <laughs> wherever we go. Um, why are we all like? we can't help any of this. Yeah. We literally have no control. Yeah. I'm really, this is the kind of the place I'm trying to be lately. Just in it. Just like, you know, it is what it is. Yes. And, and also like trying to make that, cause I'm, a, I'm a generally a, rel- a relatively pessimistic person. Love that. Uh, so am I. <laughs> and I think that's the right way to be, but I also acknowledge it's not always the most useful for like a functional person. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you want to know what? We're usually right. Uh, you're not telling me. You're not telling me anything I don't already know. If I wasn't right all the time, yeah. I would lighten up. Hey, but then, but but then, but, but then, with that, it's just kind of like you know what? What I can control is my little wedge of the world, my little life, and I can focus on making that as nice for me and my friends as possible. Yeah. For however long that is. Oh my God. You're, yeah, exactly. Because I just, I'm the last few years made me feel quite powerless not to be yeah. that person, no, but no, it, no. but I did and, Absolutely. and it continues to. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm trying to, I'm just trying to be a little more live and let live a little more, you know, vibing on my own. Go with the flow. Go with the flow. Cause the flow is the, the only way to go. go. The flow's going to go. The flow's gonna go, whether you're going or not. <laughs> go with the flow, because the flow's gonna go. I mean, there's a t-shirt for you. There's I think we I've been recording, so I think we have to formally introduce you. Okay. Because we've already talked about our anxieties and the end of the world. <laughs> so it's time to get into Just the, the boilerplate <laughs> stuff. I love a cold open. Yeah. I do this all the time with the podcast. Okay. I'll start it at like yeah. because the preamble is what I love the preamble. Mm-hmm. I love the preamble and the po- like. So it's I work in podcasting stuff. too, and like I, right. I I record people who are nervous to be on mic. Yeah, yeah. And when they don't know they're being recorded, mm-hmm. is when like the gold comes out. That was I used to do a I used to do photography when I was you know early twenties art student. Yeah. Uh, and by art student I mean <laughs> had friends who were art students. I was not an art student. Uh, I had to get a practical job. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where I'm at now. Um, but I used to do like I had to, I used to do these photo projects that were like portraits and I would just wait a really long time before I took the photos. Yeah. Because I wanted I just I wanted a more I wanted natural. like a natural kind of moment with someone um, which sounds like so eye rolling and contrived. But it's like I think that's you know when we're talking about art making. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. And it, it, some people I mean. <laughs> Most people, me included, so uncomfortable. 
Oh, totally. In front of like a camera or like yeah. being drawn or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, I don't know. If, I mean, I guess models would be just instantly ready, but like you, you're right. You have to give yeah. it some time. Mm-hmm. And like, do you, did you talk to the people? Well, yeah. 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 yeah Cause yeah. it was like mostly portraitures of, of friends. Yeah. Um, so we'd oh, just be like nice. chatting. Yeah. Um, and it was back when I shot film, obviously. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so you, you know, it's not, it's not the same as like shooting a digital photo. Like you can take a hundred and it doesn't really matter. Like right. I was cheap and I was like, we're taking three of these. So, <laughs> we better get the right. One of them's got to be good. It's quality over quantity, baby. Exactly. exactly. So we got to get the quality. Yeah. That's so yeah. Funny. So I, I totally get it. Yeah. That's so fucking funny. Everybody. This is exciting. I'm excited for this. Um, you might remember this voice here with me today and you might have seen this person if you watch the YouTube video but um, I'm here with a very special guest very funny comedian artistic guy all around illustrator what filmmaker oh yeah like the list goes on and on Mr. Adam Myatt hello thanks for being here in studio not in front of a crowd (laughs) this time thanks for having me (laughs) Um, you know in, in a contained small room is where I thrive um the less yeah. people the butter. So yeah. less people the better, not the butter. Um, <laughs> trying to recalibrate my brain to speak to a human. Right? But you so Adam was my guest for the Intoxicate Live show. Um and he you were oh so brave to do that. Mm. Um I often think I need to ask you this honest question. Was there any part of you who didn't want to do that? No. You were you were just not nervous at all to like just come do a podcast in front of a crowd. Love it, love it. I always ask people because yeah, yeah. A lot of times people do things out of obligation, mm-hmm. or and I and I happen to know a lot of people pleasers. Oh, in totally. This, in oh. this in space, hundred percent. So I often I often wonder that I'm like, did someone back themselves into a show they don't want to do? Yeah, yeah. Especially someone I don't know that well. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh god. But honestly, could not have picked a better person. That was such a fun time. Well, that's very nice of you to say. So thank you so much for doing that. And like, we even went over the time I had allotted because yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to stop talking to you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this is a much better way. Well, it was, it, that was. To talk to somebody, <laughs> not in front of a crowd. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's all, it's all good. I, no, I like, I had, I had so much fun. I, and I felt it was like so nice of you to ask. Yes. I, I just, I like, like, I think a lot of us do, like, I we kind of, we kind of fade into the ether and I guess in our own minds of like am I even a person that anyone even <laughs> knows is around? And so it's like, but I, but it's all perspective, you know? Well, you wonder what, actually. I knew you were around for a while mm-hmm. because I think when I had, I actually think, because you, so you had a podcast or you still kind of have a podcast. Well, mm-hmm. it's not currently in production, but. Not currently in production, but it's still available. LOL, you're gay. Yep. <laughs> um, I feel like you started, when did you start that podcast? Do you oh, remember what year it was? It probably would have been... 2017. Okay. I was, I was thinking it might've been around then because I remember when I started my show and I was looking around the space as to like who in Halifax had podcasts. Mm -hmm. You were one of them. So guess what? Everybody, (laughs) we are OG podcasters. Yeah. 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 We invented this shit. We, I don't know about you, (laughs) but when I started intoxicated, I was like, there's nighttime and sick boy, but like, there's no one else. It's Mm -hmm. just, (laughs) I literally was like, I'm so special to be doing this thing. Yeah. Can you imagine starting a podcast now? 
Yeah. And you'd be like, it's a lot. We're a small fish in a big pond. Yeah. If you're starting at this point. Well, that's, and like, I, yeah, like we started ours. Um, I hosted it with my friend, Lisa Buchanan, who's like another amazing comic in Halifax. And, uh, we started it because we just like would hang out for a long time and, and have like really funny chats and just be really silly. And we're like, why don't we just record this? Why don't we just record, <laughs> why don't we record this? Um, we can't let this just be a genuine moment between two people. We have to make this a product. Um, and so for comics, that is the genuine like it's no, like the totally. only way you talk to people. It's crazy. Uh, it just, <laughs> I haven't spoken to a person in a couple of days. Um, and here we are. Here we are. I got a microphone, so I'm ready to go. I, but it, yeah, it's like, it's, it's so funny with podcasting because it's like, there's so much out there of this stuff and it's hard to kind of like figure out what are you saying? Like what, why are you adding your voice to this? Um, Absolutely. It is such i mean i fucking love this space this mm-hmm. is where i want to be this is like what i want for my career but it is a tricky to be special yeah it's tricky to have even an original concept for a podcast like totally. even if, even if you think your your concept is original someone yeah. else has probably already done it yeah yeah um so i and i wish i knew the secret sauce yeah i don't quite know yet but I do know that like consistency and hard work and putting effort into it yeah. is for sure going to get you places. With my show, for me, it was realizing, oh, this is actually not going to be a large scale podcast. This right. is actually more so going to be for people in the like maritime comedy space yeah. getting to know their friends yeah, yeah. in a weird fucking way. But I think there's something magical to that. There is something kind of magical to be- that, I think. Because I, I think so many of us work on, on this like idea that we're trying to like globalize ourselves. We're trying to like make it in the big time. And that means make it in Toronto, make it in New York, make it in LA, like be present in those places. But like, this is a place you can be too. Like I, I'm, I grew up here. I'm from here. And like, I, I want to entertain the people here. And I'm really kind of getting on that bend where I'm like, I want to Mm -hmm. be doing fun things with people from the Maritimes or people who are in the Maritimes. Absolutely. Because it's like such a magic place. And you can also own that space. Also that. So there's nothing wrong with that. Big fish, little pond. Like I always say, like, because when I look back at comedy podcasts that Mm. had started around when Intoxicated did, I'm like, oh, I'm the longest running female hosted comedy podcast. Yeah. And so I kind of own that title of like, oh, yeah, like. Yeah, no, not in Canada, but like mm-hmm. on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one's no female. There is another guy who's been running a podcast for I think longer than this mm-hmm. this one. But but like it's you can still own a space. You yeah. can own your small space. Yeah, yeah. And be really successful in that. And you're right. It, it does come down to what do you want it to be? Because mm-hmm. if you have a medium listenership, but it's loyal. Yeah, yeah. That can almost be worth more than a big listenership that's up and down every week kind of thing. Well, because you're like creating like a special snapshot of an air of a, of a space and and what's happening in that zone. And like, I, yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard to like have perspective on ourselves, but I think I love this. I think this is a great podcast. I think, but I do. And I think it's just cool that like, it's cool to see people just hammering it out and like doing doing their thing and like doing something that, they love and they're doing it for that reason and yeah. it's cool to see folks I know and like hear what yeah. they think about stuff because like I, yeah. one thing that I have always kind of struggled with I mean I'm not great at making human connection period um, but with with comedians I think sometimes I struggle making those connections just because when we're at shows 
I, you know, I'm just like quiet and I'm like nervous waiting for my, sh- for my set. And so I'm not great at like the schmoozing at the talking at the right. making connections at making friends, right, right, knowing right. what people are doing. I'm very focused on what I'm doing. Yes. And then I tend to like jet pretty quick after. And so like, it's, yeah. it's hard to know what's going on. So it's like, it's a, it's a nice snapshot of what. Other and I know are a lot of people like that though. Yeah. I know a lot of people like that and you're right. Yeah. If you can then put on a podcast and like, listen to that person you saw at that show mm-hmm. and like learn more about them. Then the next time you see them, you can, you can like, you can mention something that you learned about them yeah. or, you know, make conversation that way. I don't blame you though. That put po- like before show mode mm-hmm. is so vulnerable. Yeah. And it's, you really got to suss people out. Like, I, uh, ladies night was last night at Oasis and there was a woman there who I had never seen before do comedy. Mm. Um, and I just made a point not to go talk to her until she was done Mm. because I was like, I think she's new, uh, probably nervous. I'm not going to go up and be like, Oh my God. Hi, I'm Sarah. Do you need help? (laughs) You know, people pleasing mode. Do you want, do you want to hang out? Like, (laughs) I'm just going to not do that before she's about to go up. And, And sure enough, it was her sixth time doing comedy. Yeah. Um, and we talked afterwards, but I was just like, I just made a point not to do that. Cause I know how vulnerable that space is. Yeah. Um, mind you, some people are totally chill with it and those people are insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it also comes with experience, right? Like, like yeah. I think now I'm like, I'm getting to a point in my life where like, I'm feeling much more confident in myself. Fuck yeah. Um, this is the positive <laughs> reinforcement bell, by the way. It's the yes queen bell. <laughs> yes queen. Um, uh, yes queen. Uh, <laughs> Question mark. Um, excuse me. Uh, yes queen. Um, yeah, I'm just getting to a point where like, I'm trying to not like shit talk myself so much. Oh, you know what so, I mean? That's so it, nice. Just like in my own head. That's so nice. Um, because... I think my main barrier to like doing anything is just my own fucking brain. Oh my and God. We, yeah. we can, I don't swear. I won't swear too much, but. Oh no, swear okay? away. Okay, great. Perfect. Shit, cunt, uh, fuck, <laughs> So my fucking brain. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm just trying to be more positive because like it still comes with a lot of the negatives, but now there's like a little bit of a scale happening right. versus Definitely. just it all being like, I'm the worst. I am trash. I'm not talented. I have nothing to add. I have nothing to talk about. That but isn't necessarily true. Good thing for you. You don't have a character online built up around that. You ha- it's You're at a good time to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I've built an online character of being yeah, the yeah. self-deprecating, right. depressed girl. Yeah. And now, no matter how happy I get, no one's going to believe me. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's really real though, and I think something that I think I hear a lot of comics talk about, and I've experienced myself is like I have so much fear yes. that if I do fix myself, if I do like do any work to make myself any better mentally, that I'm not going to be funny anymore. Oh. And I and my number one concern in life is being funny. Everything else is deeply secondary to it. I don't like I <laughs> I hold comedy and funniness to such reverence that like I can't take the risk. And so I'm starting to know that like, that isn't actually the case. No, I have felt better in the past. I've actually become funnier because I have the space to think (laughs) and write. And you're probably more open-minded. I'm more open-minded. I'm more easy breezy. I'm not sitting having a panic attack for for eight hours. I'm like, just, you know, doing my thing. That's hear that everybody. You don't have to hate yourself to to be funny. No. It's a helpful component. 
It can be helpful. <laughs> you can still be humble. Yeah. You can still have maybe certain aspects of yourself mm. that you're like, I don't, because not everyone's going to like themselves a thousand percent. No. Like, it, it's just not true. Like, and you don't even have to genuinely. Decides. Exactly. You right? just have to tell yourself, regardless, if you do or don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 The yeah. confidence thing. Yeah. 33, great age to get confidence. So oh. good. Good on you. <laughs> that's, good on you. It's my, it's my goal for 20, 2023. I really, I'm yeah. like, this is the year I want to like. <laughs> this is your New Year's resolution? It's not so much even a resolution. It's just kind of like. It's the confidence era. It's the confidence era. We're entering yeah. it. Yeah. I'm entering my um, boundaries era. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's 2024. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> Catch up, Adam. Yeah. Catch I- up. <laughs> I'm not good at multitasking. I can do one thing at a time. I can do it well, but I can only do one. But like, I mean, this is this is just it. Mm-hmm. You got to be working on yourself. And I'm glad a man is working on himself. <laughs> so you're like, this is just because I hear a lot of women are. And sometimes I talk to guys about this type of thing. And I'm just yeah. like, I don't know if you guys know what you're doing. Yeah. In terms of self, like self-actualizing, I guess mm-hmm. would be mm-hmm. self-awareness. Um, to me is like so important. Self-esteem, that's fucking tough. But like, yeah. if you, at least if you can be like self-aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About like what your issues are. That old cheesy saying, what is it like? Knowing your problems is part of, what's that fucking? Knowing, knowing you, your problems is, yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds right. <laughs> knowing you have a problem is is like a big step kind of, I don't know what the saying is. No, but yeah. That thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're yeah. just being able to like look at yourself and be like, because especially if you're a really hypercritical person of yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I tend to like be like, what is a genuine thing I should work on yeah. versus what is something just me hating myself? <sighs> and that delineation is tough. But I think that's where I'm doing a lot of the work because like, hey, I got things to improve. I got things to grow. I got things yeah. to do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's also things about me that are perfection. Yes. Absolute Objective perfection. Like things that you're really good at. That you know you're good at. Can you name some? Comedy. Yeah, fuck yeah. And he's right. (laughs) Very fucking funny. I'm a I'm I'm a funny comedian. And you know? Not always the case. There's not often times that I go, I want to go watch a comedy show that Mm -hmm. I'm not on. Yeah. As but a comedian, I, I get it. I would go watch a show that you were on. Well, that's that's very generous of you. Super enjoyable comedian. How I've been like doing it. Been, I started doing stand up in 2016. Okay. Yeah. So it's like seven years, if my math is right. I was just thinking about it the other day. Wow. Um, yeah, I've done I had done improv right. for most of my life, which I love. Yeah. But it's like a different it's just a different thing because it's not it's not written. It's usually in a group. So it's it's just kind of a different dynamic. I've been thinking about taking improv. Improv is so fun. Yeah. It's a nightmare, but it's so fun. And you should. Yeah, um it's a good skill to have, eh? I actually teach an improv class. Do you really? Periodically. Let me know when. Yeah. Well, it's through like there's this theater company, Page One Theater, and they do a whole bunch of different cool programming. They actually have a festival of like queer theater coming up in April. Um, And part of what they do is this like queer improv thing. Okay. And so like me and some friends like facilitate and run it. We do these shows down at Grafton Street Dinner Theater. It's a lot of fun. And you or anyone else should definitely try it. Hey, listen to that, everybody. I actually have a friend who just uh, did a bunch of improv classes. Um, mm. she, she said it was super beneficial. It was actually um, Improv for Anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Run by Bill Wood. 
Oh, um, totally. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's like meant to be like, take this to the stage or more just like as people like <laughs> learning, dealing with anxiety kind yeah. of thing. But oh my gosh, like, what I think a, it's both for sure. What a useful skill. Well, it's, it's, and it's, a, it's a, the thing I like about improv is like, it gives me the confidence to stand on stage and not say anything. Oh. You know what I mean? Like to just be like, be okay in silence, to be okay in silence. And I, I love silence. I love, I don't say much until I'm like up there for sometimes a minute. I don't say anything. I walk up slowly. I set myself up slowly. I love it because it builds this like tension. It builds a tension, but it's also building a trust because I'm like, trust me, the second I start talking, you're going to be cracking up. It's fine. So I just, I love that, like that energy. And it's about, it's all, it gives you, it gets you into body work. It makes you into like a physical funny person instead of just like voice. And how your presence is coming off just physically on stage. What energy you're putting off without verbally saying anything. Yeah. That's fascinating. It makes you a more memorable performer. I think, you know what? I totally fucking agree. Cause when I think of like comics that leave impressions on me, it is, it is that type of style. Yeah. Mind you, I just hate silence. Even today <laughs> at work, I was reviewing a podcast. I was going to yeah. go out and I went and said to my editor, I was just like, at this time code, um, there is a six second pause. Mm-hmm. And I thought the episode was over. And he's like, right. re- he's like, really? Did you did you look at the the, t- the your player and mm-hmm. see that it wasn't? And I was like, well, no. But like when something's paused for a very long time on a mm-hmm. podcast, I think it's over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like Sarah. I thought like, and then I realized I was like, Oh no, it was dramatic buildup. And mm-hmm. there was a reason for a pause there. Yeah. Um, I need to be okay with the pause, but it's, it's a delicate, it's a delicate balance though. Delicate balance. Yeah. And especially, I think there's a difference between like a podcast where like, you know, the only yeah. thing you get is that audio, audio. Yeah. versus in person. You can do so much just taking your sweater off before you perform can be a whole bit and that's what is exciting to me like how i take my jacket off (laughs) how i put my notebook down all of those things are bits in my mind like all of this is like theater it's It's, like it's all theater it's absolutely theater um interesting and i because like i've done um i've like written a few stupid plays that i've you know what they're not stupid plays i've written some (laughs) see that everybody we caught it we caught it we caught it confidence in the making right here (laughs) i've written an amazing play several several amazing plays that i've been (laughs) yep yes and um so that kind of like theater world like the physicality and the kind of you know the visual of of the, the comedy visual um is so fun to play with and it just adds it just adds you an entire new world to to frig around with I love that. Yeah, you should definitely do it. That's so interesting. Do you ever do sketch? Like video? Sketch comedy, yeah, video. I have in the past very limited. It mostly goes back to like the tech stuff. I it's not that I don't know tech. I'm I, I'm I'm not <laughs> not that person, but I just I'm not that interested in it. Like, right, right, right. I the have process I- of making something. Yeah, like, that. like I have ideas. I have I, I write sketches all the time, but I never. That's something that I'm like I'll save these and you know maybe yeah. I'll get a a week where we like shoot a bunch of them. That's but, what I want to do. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to I want to do sketches so bad. Yeah. I my my soul is craving because there's something about that to me that mm-hmm. is. Like it's just a different, it's a different kind of payoff than comedy stand up. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. being you know on stage in the moment with an audience right there in front of you. Mm-hmm. Like there's something I love about like writing out an idea, 
bringing it together with like all the components, mm-hmm. like improvising at times or like changing it and yeah. then seeing a finished product that you can edit together mm-hmm. into something hilarious. There's something I fucking fucking love about that. And I yeah. also have sketches that I want to fucking make happen. Yeah. Well, I think this is the thing. It's like it's making those connections. And like if you get to like that critical mass of enough, <laughs> like a small group of people who like, you know, maybe we could all do a weekend or something. Do a weekend sketches. where we we all write. We all bring one sketch and we shoot them and then. God, be you know what I mean? Awesome. Like it's it's that like I one thing that was so hard about the last few years, like I really thrive on collaboration. I really like oh, working with people. Me too. I'm good on my own and I'm I'm fine to do that. But I do. It's like a different muscle to like work with people and kind of like have a give and take. Yeah. Um, especially with comedy. Yeah. And and so sketches like because <laughs> sketch can also be like amazing or it can be terrible amazingly not amazing like it can be pretty rough but that's kind of the nature of it you know because you're not it's it's different than having an audience yeah so you don't get the reaction you're like i think people will find this funny in their home by themselves (laughs) or it could be it could be like a viral video like that's Mm. the thing it could be something really dumb or it could totally fucking go viral it would be interesting like doing sketches in this like in the tiktok era Mm -hmm. where it's you almost have to make it so short, so yeah. quick because of, because I, I actually really, I'd love to see the data on YouTube and if people still watch hmm. YouTube videos, like to me, a good right. sketch length would be like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like I would watch a five minute sketch, Yeah. but I, I, you know, probably not a lot, a lot of younger people are doing that. Yeah. <laughs> not 15 seconds. I'm, I'm out. Oh, totally. <laughs> it's, there's always kind of been a hard, pl- it's, it's, Though that length of thing has always been kind of tricky to like get out into the world because it's basically a short film, right? Yeah. And like short film, like so many people make short films. I've made short films and yeah. short films kind of have no market. Like it's, <laughs> it's more of like an exercise than anything else because right. you put all this work into this thing and then no, basically no one sees it. Um, mm, it's wild. And it, and it takes, it's money. It's time. time. Lots of time. And the time, time to me is very precious. Time is my currency. Oh, I'm right there with you. Yeah, time. And um, the, the timing of this podcast is great because oh, I don't know if I if I don't have you on my close friends on Instagram, I'm adding you. But I posted like a no. Oh, I think you do. Yeah. Oh, are you, I thank God. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> as I was saying it, I was like, I don't know if I have them on there, but I change it all the time. You know, I could have brought the drama. And- <laughs> Why am I not on close friends? I'm too anxious of a person. I'm like immediately. No, like I definitely am. You're all good. I, I'm caught up. I love like my close friends is like, I just don't include, I don't know. Instagram is weird. I've had some weird, like kind of stalkery. Yeah. Unsafe. That's experiences an, that's, on that there. So I, on earth. that's why I love close friends. Cause I'm like, I know these people aren't going to be fucking weird, Yeah, but I posted a thing today. Just essentially being like, I'm taking a comedy break mm-hmm. an indefinite. I'm not putting an end date on this comedy break. Yeah. yeah. I'm just literally not going to do some sh- shows until I really want to do a show again. And I want to have that like, oh, I really want to get up. Like it has yeah. to be that energy, not a, I guess I should go. I guess yeah. I should practice. I think that's really smart, honestly. Yeah. Like I, there's, I need it. there's such an intense hustle, hustle culture in comedy that like, if you're not at every show, if you're not performing every week, that there's something like you're not serious about it. And I, I, I understand one side of that where like you do have to put the time in and you do have to practice and you do have to put that work in. 
But in the same vein, like we're all different people. We all have different capacities. We can't, I, I can't be out in public all the time. I like, I'm still barely leaving the house. Like yeah. I know that COVID has been over forever for, for a lot of people yeah. and it, I, but that's not my experience. Right. right. And so I, and know, we have we, to respect that. Yeah. And we like push ourselves and we get out there and we do shows. Um, but even before COVID, I wasn't, I wasn't one of those people that like was at every show. Right. And I like, it's not that I didn't want to be, but I just, it just didn't feel right for me. Like I, uh-huh. I just wanted to have a little more space and time to like think and mull things over in between performing. And, and, and there's a, there's a balance for everybody that you have to strike, but I think you shouldn't feel any guilt about that at all. I think it's super. That's where I want to be. Yeah. Exactly what you just said just there, Mm -hmm. which is like having that time to, and my, my biggest insecurity has always been that I'm not a fast writer Mm -hmm. and I've been hating just showing up doing the same stuff. Yeah. And you know, maybe it's different. Maybe it's performed differently, whatever. I understand that those things matter too, but like, I am just uninspired. I just, I've been neglecting personal life. Mm -hmm. I've been neglecting just life in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, I'm just making a point to go, I'm not on, like I turned down, I turned down a split middle at yuck yucks, Mm -hmm. which is like, (laughs) like that was a big deal for me to turn that down. And in all, in all honesty, like I accepted it, had five days of just sheer panic of like, oh my God, I'm going to hate this. I'm going to hate this. I'm going to totally. hate every minute of this. I'm going to hate every single minute. This is just pure. I start breaking out. Like yeah. my face started breaking out. Yeah. I was like, I can't do this. I've been wanting, I've, I've been wanting this break for so long. And yeah. then this opportunity came around and I only took it because I felt obligated to take it. Yeah. So I had to turn it down. So at, at that point I was like, okay, bitch is serious. Bitch yeah. is serious yeah, yeah. <laughs> about this break. So. But, that's, but honestly that like, congratulations. Thank you. For getting to that point and Thank being you. able to be like, that's what I need. Yeah, it's and a doing it. hard boundary. You know, because there's also like knowing what you need, but then doing, doing what you it. need. That's a whole other thing. I Ooh, like I, I recently yeah. turned something down. Ooh. Um, it wasn't a stand up thing. It was uh, like an improv thing that it would have been. A, it was good, but it was like I wasn't feeling the fantasy. I, I was just feeling like it was going to be not that fun. OK, gotcha. And I was just kind of like I I. I, I want to have fun. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. It kind of, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, it, and it's not about like, you know, blowing away opportunities, but it's like making time in your life for opportunities for, for the right things to come along. That's right. That's right. Because if you would have taken that, you might have burnt out energy that you could have been using to get to the ones that you want to get yeah. to. Yeah. A hundred percent. So it's like, hey, everybody, turn shit down. Yeah. <laughs> it's Okay. <laughs> It's okay. Yeah. Because yeah. we I, I we always want to hope that like this is gonna be the show. This is gonna be the one that there's gonna be that that Big person break. there that's gonna like be yeah. like, oh, this person's the next whatever. <laughs> and may- that voice specifically. Exactly. And maybe that is true. And maybe that is true. But it's probably not. Yeah, yeah. And to me, it's like when it comes to like, yeah, like supporting your own needs and your own mental health. Um, yeah, I get it. Like I went right before the pandemic hit, I was actually kind of feeling like really bored of everything I was doing. Yeah. Comedy wise. Um, I was tired of my jokes. I was feeling like I wasn't writing that much. Um, cause I had kind of written, you know, I had like 45 minutes of stuff that I could like really easily put into a quick list and do, and it would be no problem. But I was feeling not super inspired by it cause yeah. I wasn't like writing new stuff. Yep. And that's why, like, right before the pandemic, I was trying to start up a little tour. Yeah. 
um, that, you know, was going to happen, but couldn't happen because of the everything that happened. But anyway, yeah. and I was, I was feeling like I wasn't, I was like, I have to live. A, I need to do a life. Live a life. <laughs> to, no, I, this you know? is exactly where I'm at. Yeah. This is exactly where I'm at because when I, when, when January came around, I was like, this is the year of living yeah, yeah. and I'm going to date now. Like I'm actually going to date. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not just going to bitch about dating. Mm-hmm. That bitch about dating that I don't do. Right. Um, I, I heard something cheesy recently. Well, two things. One thing is Dan Hendrickson like really gave me a big realization about mm-hmm. dating where he was like, I think you actually really don't want a relationship because if you did, you would have done something about it by now. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> like, fuck. That's true. Yeah. Maybe I maybe it's like maybe I am too comfortable with this like hyper independent life or whatever. But I heard something that was essentially like, if you want something or if like your soul kind of wants something, you really do have to make space for it. And in my case, that's Google calendar space. Yeah. yeah, A (laughs) hundred percent. That's so real. And like, it's, it's so hard to make that time and space in the world today because we're all like so busy, so busy. And so, you know, so we need to work, we need to make money, we need to pay our rent and be fulfilled and be fulfilled. Yeah. And something I really learned over the pandemic. I mean, I knew this before, but like that fulfillment piece is comedy for me. Like that yeah. is the singular thing that like gives me yes. self-worth oh, basically. Yeah. 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 And I was really concerned that the singular thing that I like that brings me endless joy. And I love more than anything um, was kind of drying up a little bit. It was feeling a little done. I was like, I didn't know what to do with it. And that's why I was trying to spice it up. I was trying to change, trying to do some new stuff, trying to do a little tour. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, well, I guess it's just toast anyway. <sighs> yeah, and that puts a run in things. It really does. But then now when I do shows, I don't give a shit. What, I just do what I want to do. I go up there and do exactly what I want. And it's so fun. And I'm getting better reactions than I have in the past. And I'm really learning that like, I just need to be fr- freer in what I like, like being and doing being and being totally authentic. Yeah. Like you said, only doing the things, only doing the jokes you want to do. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, like I just, I've been living my life. I think I, I'm bad with the characters names. The Sex in the city. Which the, one? The reboot, the really slutty girl. Oh, Samantha. The me, the Samantha. I, I thought I would thought that's what it was, but I was you had like, a Samantha era. Well, this is the Samantha era. You're in it. In the sense that the real world person turned down doing the reboot of Sex and the City. She didn't do it. Fuck, that's right. Yes. And I asked her, she was like, people kept like, why aren't you doing it? Why don't you want to do it? She's like, I don't want to spend one hour doing something I don't feel like doing. And I'm like, girl, yeah, that's my new life now. And- you know what's wild? It takes a long time to get there. And I feel oh, like yeah. most people don't get there until their 30s. Yeah. I think 30s is that time where you do start realizing like, fuck. I think there's always a period of time in your early 30s. And like, I'll just use the example of birthdays because mm-hmm. I just had one. Right. Where you Happy still. Belated. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> 36. And still trying to party. Oh, and so what I learned I'll this. I'll party till I'm dead. What I learned this, like, like it was like, there's a certain age that you, you're still, you still try to go out. Yeah. But your adult life just dry, like, it just hits you hard of like, bitch, these days are done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you just have to have that moment and go, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go out. Yeah. 
I don't want to have this crazy birthday where we go here and then we go here and we go to this bar and we go like, it is literally just, I had dinner with friends. Mm-hmm. I popped a weed gummy yeah, and I went to a private karaoke room and tripped out. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that sounds like perfection. <laughs> I did exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I didn't care about anybody else. I said, I said, everybody, I don't care what you do. Yeah. I don't, you, if you're not coming, that's totally fucking fine. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm doing. Meet me here if you want to come. Yeah. I love that. I just, you know, life is short and hard. And I just, uh, <laughs> I spent a lot of my time being a real people pleaser, being a real, you know, uh, do what other people think I should do yeah. with my life. Yeah. And I'm getting to a real point now where I'm like, honey, it's my life. It's mine. It's it's yours. It's mine, though. Yeah. I appreciate the feedback, but it's my life. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to be silly, tell jokes and work in an art gallery because uh, that brings me joy. Oh, my and, God. you know, life's a nightmare. Life's so a nightmare. Like, let's make it a little less of that. Or let's try to like like the nightmare a little bit. Let's vibe with the nightmare. Let's know? like get to know the nightmare. Court the nightmare. Like, just figure out its strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just it. Because you just got to deal with the hand you got dealt. Yeah. Because unfortunately... <laughs> is that a phrase? Deal with it. <laughs> deal with the hand you got dealt? It's just like... <laughs> is that weed gummy still in my system? No, I just... I very rarely talk with people that are as like as pessimistic about life as I am. And I'm like, yeah, no, you just got to deal with the hand you got dealt. That's exactly how I feel. Because yeah. like, yeah, like I was telling you before this, just like there's certain things in my life that are just aren't happening at this age that I thought mm-hmm. would. And it's yeah. just like, what am I going to do? Like just literally be in a depressive pit about it. Yeah. Like I don't have time for that. Yeah. yeah. There was no time for that. Yeah. So like, for example, I really want to move. I hate this. I, I've been in this apartment for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate it. Um, but I, I can't eight, $1,800 can't afford oh. that. Can't afford that. No. Don't get me started on that whole thing. That could be a whole other podcast. Yeah. (laughs) But like, instead, I'm going to try, I might start a TikTok series that's like making my affordable Halifax one bedroom apartment a nicer place. (laughs) I'm doing like little DIYs or something. Like maybe I'll get you to help me with some DIYs. I would love that actually. Like, by, by all means, that would be fun. Honestly, like, because if you build things, yeah, I, I would fucking commission you to build me some shelves or something. I don't know. But this is this is what something. I did at home. Yeah. I, I have been like really, yes, yeah, similarly been like, you know, every apartment in Halifax sucks, basically. Like it's it, true. Living in Halifax, <laughs> you're going to pay a million dollars and you're going to live in a it's it's awful. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It is what it is. And I'm very grateful and I have a great, you know, whatever. Yeah. But. I was getting to, I I was always so busy Mm. in my life before that I never took the time to like really kind of like nest into a home and like make the place I'm living nice. Cause I'm always like, well, this feels temporary. Like, I don't know how long I'll be here. I don't care how long I'll be there. If I need a special shelf built, I'll build myself a special shelf because, (laughs) because I'll use it. Yes. You know, I have a little, a little, a little studio space at home and I've, you know, built some shelving and I have all my tools and my like gear and my, all my stuff that I buy. Cause I'm like, you know, love to buy things. Yeah. And I'm like, well, one day I'll knit one day. I'll, you know, yeah. watercolor paint. <laughs> yeah. Surely. So you buy these things. I'm like, oh. so I have like a place for them now. Oh, I have a I nice little that. studio desk. And most nights before I go to bed, I usually spend an hour just like sitting at my little desk being like, what do I want? What am I going to do? I want to write some little, draw a little stupid picture. I want to cry. Yeah. That's so sweet. But 
it's it. It's I just trying to. So I'm just trying much. to like treat myself a little nicer. The, you, you just know? hit the Taurus moon in me so hard. <laughs> I just love the idea of a cozy little home that people love. Yeah. In fact, that's my favorite. I took a picture of my friend Wendy. Do you, do you know Wendy Martin? I don't think she's I do. She's kind of here and there popping up in comedy. Like she's she's a jack of all trades. I'm also she's, terrible with names. She's done fucking. She like does music. Like she's she does everything. Yeah. She's a very artistic woman. But I I was hanging out with her once at her place, and I took a picture of her just sitting in her apartment and mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite photos ever because yeah. like she has like plants everywhere and like a bunch of art on the walls and like she's sitting on like a, a yoga y- yoga <laughs> yoga ball yeah, thing yeah. as a chair and like she has her computer with like photo editing and like I'm just like this is the perfect way to see somebody yeah like in their space it's like a tight little space mm-hmm. but they made it their own yeah like little home. It's what you got to so do is well, especially with places that are so small, right? Like the you know, my little studio, it's super crammed, it's super messy, it's just a clutter and the table is 90% covered in knickknacks and little stupid paintings I've done. But that's I would love to it's see cozy it. just to sit there, you know. I, I should start a photo series where I take pictures of people in there. So fun. In there. Do you have uh we are going to get to the segments eventually, I swear, <laughs> but this is this was this has just been fucking great and I I need this conversation. Oh, anytime. Um what was I going to fucking say? Oh, yeah. About clutteredness. Mm-hmm. Um, you're someone who has depression, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why not even add the right? I know. I know. I know yeah. you are. Yeah. Do you have, are you someone who has what I call the depression pile in your bedroom? <laughs> my, de- my bedroom is a depression pile. It's, there's not a depression pile. It is one. <laughs> it is the whole pile. Yeah. yeah. I... That's such a real thing. Yeah, I have two dressers that I don't use. (laughs) (laughs) I use the tops of them, but I don't use the drawers. Um, Partially because over over the over the pandemic, I wore two things. (laughs) And so all my clothes basically sat in those dressers since 2019. Unworn. Unworn. And they got musty and the dressers are musty. And I'm kind of like, I don't want musty clothes. so I don't use them. And so now (laughs) so now my bedroom is set up like this. I'm working on changing it, but it's going to be like a spring thing. I'm not doing it right now. I have a rocking chair in the corner uh, with 40 items of clothes on it and a sleeping bag I bought that I'm like, <laughs> it was a good deal. It was $19. Love. So that's underneath. And then next to that is the bed uh, that has, you know, it's a bed with blankets and pillows. <laughs> and then around the I corner. I would be concerned if it didn't have blankets. <laughs> it does have those things. <laughs> I won't say that they're nice. They are very like they are what they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But but then, yeah, it's kind of this like dresser Ikea bag mountain of like clean, somewhat clean, definitely not clean. Do you have a hamper? I have a tote. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have to travel for laundry or is it? Yeah. You do. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I I used to have a hamper and then. I would never make it to the bottom of it. You know what I mean? Like I would, when I do laundry, cause I would skim the top off, oh which is like the essentials and the things I actually wear. That's the realest thing I've ever heard. I, yeah, totally, I, mean, hey. I totally understand what you mean. Totally. But, understand what but you then mean. like the stuff that's like, you know, if you start doing a real archeological dig, <laughs> you start to get to like the dress shirts you haven't worn in six years. Like you're like, I cannot button that anymore. I couldn't button it at the time. Oh my God. And I was like, you know what? I don't need this negativity in my life. Oh. I took the, I skimmed off what I actually wear. Everything else, I don't even know what was underneath. I took the bin, I put it in a garbage bag. Good like, for you. I'm enriching my life. And now the tote only has things I know that I wear, and I washed it all. 
Yeah. And I'm like semi-functional. That's such a gift to yourself. Hey. Fuck yes. Declutter that shit. Yeah. There's a company, there's companies that will, because I think part of like purging, for me anyways, it's like, well, where am I? Am I throwing everything in the garbage or am I donating yeah. it? Yeah, or yeah. like, where's this stuff going? There's like services you can hire and you do have to pay. But like that will literally, if, you, if you're like, everything in this closet needs to go. Right. They will come in and just take it. That's for you. And I've been thinking about great. doing it like at some point because yes, I could probably try to sell a bunch of stuff. Yeah. It's going to take so much fucking time. That and, effort. and guess what's worth more than money? Time. Time. For us, people like us, time. <laughs> and Although I love the, money too. Hey, I, I understand money's place and yeah. I use it when I need to, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I've really become attached to my time yeah. and how I get to spend it. Yeah. And I think that's a great idea yeah. for you. Right. I should do it. Yeah. Like I, I literally think maybe with my tax return. <laughs> what a nice treat to yourself. That's the sage. Declutter. My tax, my tax return money doesn't go to the dome. No. It goes or to a credit de- card debt or credit card debt. It Shake goes to it some out. decluttering service. It's like 101 gut junk or something like that. Like, it's like oh, yeah. All of these places have like yeah. the funniest names too. And like, I've been like researching them all and they're all like, they all seem pretty good it's just like a, I guess a matter of like what price point you want kind of yeah. thing but like just to have someone to like come in like I have a storage closet that literally is just I never touch anything yeah. in there so it can't be that important yeah it cannot be that important but you like I but I but I get it like I've always been pretty broke <laughs> and if I have something I bought it and so, so I'm pretty protective over the things I have just because I'm like that you, I work I worked at least an hour or two to buy that thing. To buy that thing, I should give it a good home and treat it well. But that's kind of you know, clothes. It, it gets over the top. Clothes are the tricky part for me. Yeah, because I buy so much clothes, and I have this like obsession about like I need a new shirt for every podcast, yeah, or like yeah. a, and you know, like I can't wear the same shirt on a podcast within a year. I have that weird rule. I'm like, right. okay, if I wore it like last year, I can bring it back. <laughs> and like shows and stuff. I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't want to yeah, wear that. Yeah. So I'm always buying fucking clothes. But now I've been trying to do the thing where if, if I buy a new item, mm-hmm. I throw an, an old one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I treat it like Instagram stories. <laughs> I think that's fair if though. If I post a new Instagram story, I right. gotta delete an old one because it's too much, Sarah. I mean... <laughs> That is at your own regulation, but I support it. <laughs> and what's your relationship with social media? It's it's fine. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty nonplus. It's pretty kind of like meh. you're not like affected by it in a positive way or negative. You're like neutral? I try to be pretty neutral about it. I like it. that. Yeah, I've it's hard to not engage with it in a way that like just give, gives me the instant gratification of like people like me for something yeah. because that's what it's for. That is what it's for. Um, totally. And so I've tried to transition my social media more to being like professional. I mean, this is yeah. <laughs> by professional. I mean like it's, I'm posted about shows. Creative. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm posting photos from shows. Yeah. It's mostly like a new project coming up. It's kind of that stuff because yes. I, I'm not good at like modulating my interaction with things. Yeah. I'm, if I'm doing something, I'm going to stare at it for 10 hours. Yeah. And so it's why I got rid of TikTok because primarily because yeah. I'm like, I can't have a healthy relationship with this so I can have no relationship. Yeah. 
And so like, yeah, uh-huh. so I mostly just use, I use Instagram. I use it more than I should, but I'm like whittling it away as yeah. it gets more and more boring and more and more ads or it's all it feels like it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's rough. It's a rough one. I really want to make a show where I take people to like a social media detox. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. would love to take influencers <laughs> and put them in the woods. Mm-hmm. I'm like, have it be like almost like a big brother style reality we, show of who can fucking last the longest. I'd love to see Nick Offerman host that show. Yes. Who's so also just like deeply charming. Yes. <laughs> but I feel like he would align with your some sort of vision. outdoorsy, yeah. no bullshit person host. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and then also just to see these people who whose income is based on their web presence. Totally. Be without it. Yeah. For a second. I think that'd be fucking fascinating. Yeah. Because it's it's insane how addicted we are to it. And if you think oh, about yeah. people who do it for a job, mm-hmm. that's even more so. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's it's not it's not the fantasy to me. Oh, I don't know. It's it's too much. It's too it's too tapped in. I need to like I've been reading a book. Um, that's been, it's pretty interesting. It's kind of on that like digital detox idea. Um, this is, I think it's called still, it's funny that I can't remember the name of it exactly. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's called stolen focus. Oh, and it's all about, you know, just how the world is designed to just keep us focused on our phones, essentially 24 seven. Um, and how we just, it's, it's deeply hard to break out of that because that's the world we live in. And so this whole thing is about this guy like renting a cottage and like going away with nothing and kind of having these like epiphanies, but then still being like brought right back into it. And when he gets, when he leaves his cabin and it's interesting to see, wow. like, even if you're trying to make those efforts, it's tough, especially if you're someone who's trying to have some kind of public persona. Presence. If you're an artist, if you're a performer, it's you kind of can't not engage with it. That's right. In some way. If you if you're if you're in that space <clears throat> to be success, successful in that space, you have yeah. to. You have to. I've heard of some comedians that actually hire people to just take it over. Mm-hmm. And um, this guy, Chris, DeSef- De- Chris DeStefano, um, comic in the States, he has someone who just runs his Instagram, yeah. posts the things. So he sees nothing Mm, mm -hmm. because he was actually saying that it wasn't just the negative comments that were getting to him. It was the, also the positive ones. Cause when you see the positive ones, you're like, can I have more of those? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, there's no limit. Yeah. Like it's, it's like a, it's like a brain chemical roller coaster and it's intentionally that way. Um, but if, especially if you're someone who has like complicated brain chemistry to begin with, it's, it's, yeah. Even harder to engage with in a way that's healthy to, oh, to me, like it, yeah. the way that feels healthy to me. Neurodivergent people. Oof. Yeah. Well, anybody that has like any amount of like for me, I'm, you know, I, I deal with a lot of depression and anxiety and that's been something I've dealt with my whole life. And if I have like a way that I don't have to leave the house and I can get a bunch of like accolades and support <laughs> and well wishes for doing virtually nothing, um, it's hard to not, you know hit that little button yeah, to get that hit. Exactly. You know, it's like, I feel like I'm an experiment in the sixties, some kind of psych experiment. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the the actual scrolling motion is is like slot machines. Yeah. It's that addictive. Oh, it's a scary world we live in. (laughs) I dog sat recently and (laughs) I don't love leaving the house. So it's like, it was, you know, but it's to see a dog that I hope not a human. (laughs) 
It's a bit better, right? Oh, it's so great. <laughs> and I was like going for walks and stuff. And I was like, oh, God damn it. Oh, this is really good for me. The dog. The walking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but the dog the is dog, the catalyst the, for the Absolutely. Walk. The dog, too. The dog brings me a lot of joy. Um, but I'd be like, oh, a little bit of fresh air and a little bit of a walk. I am the, this is the first and last time I'll ever admit that. Um, it's probably good for me. It is. We hate, we hate to admit it. We hate to, to buy into the exercise thing, but it's, but you know what it is? People have to really calm down about like the really hard workouts. No, you have to. Yeah. 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 Just walk. Like literally go for a Simple movement. Simple movement. Yeah. Simple movement. Yeah. I, I, I like to have a step minimum. Like, mm. um, like I track steps on my phone. Right. And sometimes when I don't hit that, I'm like, and in the winter it's tougher. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, like, you know, every now and then I'll walk home from work versus take the bus. And I'm like, yeah. I feel so much better. Yeah. I've been walking to work sometimes because my, my car is not, not running right now. Um, she's taking a breather. She's taking a little break for the winter. She doesn't like the <laughs> She's <roads>. hibernating. She's hibernating. <laughs> and... So I've been like kind of walking half the time to work and I don't know, like I, it's, it's kind of, I mean, it's awful, but, but it's also sometimes nice. Sometimes the air is just beautiful and you yeah. hear a bird and you're like, I guess it's fine. And do you not listen to anything in your ears while you're walking? I haven't been. How's that? Oh, see, that would be hard for me. I started because I forgot my headphones. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and because I'm deeply that's like, my worst nightmare. Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a AirPods noise cancel almost all day. Yeah, like, same. That's just who I am. Same, same, same. And but I was I don't know I just I was walking the dog without them, and it was kind of nice to like, and I'm talking mostly at night. So when yeah. I'm like doing like little night walks, it's like so quiet. Like I grew up in the country and I, yeah. I, I, I do miss that like access to quiet space in yes. any way, shape or form. Yes. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so I was like, maybe. And then I forgot them and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to turn around. I'm going to walk all the way to work with nothing in. Good. And just maybe it'll be fine. And it was fine. Right. And like what you said at the start there, that it, it kind of sucks, but you did it. It's the doing of hard things. Yeah. That I think can give us that eventual like dopamine. Oh, totally. And defining what those hard things are. Like th- there's probably someone listening being like, that's not a hard thing. Adam. <laughs> it is for depressed it's people. It's hard for me. Are you kidding me? De- like if you're, if you're really depressed, yeah. like I don't know how depression manif- manifests for you, but I go through like truly kicking out of bad days. Yeah. Like physically cannot get out. Yeah. Glued to the bed. Yeah. So, it is a fucking hard thing to do. Yeah. So anyone who says that clearly has not had that type of depression. Oh, totally. Um, and good for you. That's amazing. Good for you. I'm jealous. <laughs> in today's society, in today's world, you don't. Okay. <laughs> okay, queen. Whatever. You go off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mask your depression? Hmm. <laughs> Sounds exhausting. Yeah. It, it, does, <laughs> it does sound exhausting. Um, yeah. I just. So yeah, it's it's been it's been kind of nice, yeah. and I guess if nothing else, I'm telling myself it's nice because I don't have another option. That's right. <laughs> you know, the car's the car's not going to magically turn on. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I got to make walking great. Well, then there you go, and see, that's you being more positive. I'm, tr- I'm not I'm trying to reframe my perspective. <laughs> you're a more positive pessimist. Yeah. Do you I'm think tr- you're still a pessimist? Oh. Yeah. Same. Oh, deeply Gosh. in every way, shape, or form. 
I'm just trying to trick my brain every now and then. Yeah. To just give myself a chance. Do you ever stop yourself? Like I, I go to say things and then I go, don't say that. There's happy people in the world. <laughs> like, yeah, I hate being the person to see people excited about something and going, okay, but <laughs> yeah, but this might happen. <laughs> yeah. I try to, I try to keep that stuff to myself. Yeah. I try to, okay. um, when, when, when at all possible, like I, I kind of just like, philosophically don't like being involved in people's decision makings as people. Yes. Um, Great point. So I'm kind of just like, none of us know what we're doing. None of us had to know how to do a life. Um, so I don't actually know any better. Yeah. 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 And so I kind of keep that to myself, but I do tend to, yeah. <laughs> ca- catastrophize. Yeah. Almost everything. Um, <laughs> Except for comedy. I'm relatively confident that's going to be fine. That's that's really good. Mm-hmm. As you, long as there's comedy clubs. Do you go to worst case scenario? And you're high, Sometimes. Like, with the situations a lot? Like, Yeah. I, I do like to at least play through those scenarios and be like, what is that? So I know how to process it if that's what happens. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. Yeah. I'm I, I, I kind of like fiercely independent, like you were saying. I, yeah. I just like my independence and my sustainability on my own is essential. Yeah. And so I kind of sometimes need to trick myself into thinking that that is possible. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Like what's the worst that could happen if mm-hmm. I go to a singles mixer or if I go to a bar, mm-hmm. what's the worst thing that can happen? We got this. Yeah. The bar burns down. Nobody can get out. We all burn to death. And then we're all in it together. And then we're all, <laughs> and then it's over anyway. So have another drink. <laughs> Round on me. <laughs> well, we all burn, honey. <laughs> Let's burn, baby. Uh, burn. On the dance floor. Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah. I love it. Well, okay. So this has been lovely. Um, but I am going to go through the segments a little bit because we love did it. this. We did the segments um, at the live show very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll start with the assumption segment, I guess. More assumptions. So fun. More assumptions. So at the live show, I'm trying to remember my assumptions. If I remember correctly, I think that I said, oh, that you like when plans cancel, which is very, very yeah, true. Yeah. And that's true for both of us. Mm-hmm. One thing that one new one that I came up with, this is a silly one. I love silly. I think all of these are going to be silly. Perfect. It's my new bread and butter. I feel like you would have a good finger on the pulse with diner breakfasts. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe assumption. I don't feel like you're a bougie brunch bitch. No, no. But I feel like you're the type of guy that would like a local mom and pops yeah. diner yeah. breakfast. It's one of the things I miss the most about the pre-COVID world. Um, I was deeply that person. Um, and I intend to get there eventually. I'm working on, you know, leaving the house. So we're we'll find it eventually. Yeah. But yeah, I I love a bargain breakfast. Yeah. A, bargain, a bargain breakfast is like if I had if I was a food, yeah. it might be a bargain breakfast. Yeah. Because it's just like you're starting your day late. You're starting it late. You're probably with a friend. It's like a Tuesday late morning, early afternoon. Ooh. You're paying $7.99. Seven. I don't think it gets much better than that. I mean, I'm talking about the past. <laughs> this I was is the gonna old say days. $5.99. But you know, you got to you got a tip for five ninety nine. Yeah, 
Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Under $10 breakfast. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, Best thing on the earth. It's all I, it's really all I, it's comedy, uh, breakfast under $10 being left alone. It's kind of starter pack for Adam. My favorite things, my favorite, my favorite, like weird diner, cheap breakfast. It's a hack that I came up with of a lunch food that I slightly change. So I'm a big fan of the Ardmore. Oh, I was uh, literally just thinking Ardmore. It's, it's my classic. favorite. It's my favorite. It's one of the only things about old Halifax that still exists. And so it's like, I'm glad they're still doing their thing. Take Debit um, now, which is great. Oh, they do. Yeah, they take That's Debit gonna, now. That changes the game. Because I, I understand the whole cash thing, but at a certain point, I'm like, I don't know. I can't. There was it. a thrill to it for me. Like, yeah. oh shit! <laughs> don't have the cash. Well, I live very close to there, so that's good to know. <laughs> and I go there. Yeah. And I get the following. Oh, here we go. We're gonna tag Armor in this. I get a hot hamburger sandwich, mm. which is a classic sandwich. If you guys who don't know, white bread, hamburger patty, white bread, gravy, peas. Oh, hot hamburger that's sandwich. What it is. That's what it is. That sounds delicious. Comes with fries. They back, you know, back in the old days, they used to have really beautiful shoestring fries, which, in my opinion, are the only fry. Thank you. Yeah. Fuck fat fries. Yeah. Fuck fat fries. <laughs> oh wow, that's a quote. <laughs> and we're not body positive when it comes to fries. <laughs> I am. I'm deeply positive because I have a lot. Of, I make up for it in the volume of the skinny fries. <laughs> yeah. Me and the skinny fries have a long, <laughs> sorted relationship. Because they have shoestring fries. And they have the perfect shoestring fries. They're perfectly cooked. They're nice and crispy, soft on the inside. And then I get a side of two uh, over-easy eggs. They cook eggs there very nicely. And then I take the over-easy eggs. I lift the top bread. I put the eggs in the sandwich. I close it. And I enjoy. That must be a thick sandwich. Do you... Go hands in oh, with that? No, no, no. That's a poor... <laughs> no, 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 no. Walk me through it. It's How a, are you eating this it's thing? A, it's a fork and knife. Hell yeah. A hot hamburger sandwich is a fork and knife. Do you think that there's people out there that would disagree with that? Are you in, like, they you can have to be insane to they, they disagree They can disagree all they want. They're incorrect. Truly. I, I'd Someone love... must love them. Oh. You can't have no one that loves you. <laughs> Like someone must love them so much that they're confident enough to pick something like that yeah. up and have it be everywhere, especially yeah. with the gravy. I, I have a hard time with that kind of, I, I don't like a messy food in public. No. I, I, hey, I'll eat a messy food at home. Yeah. But that's a, that's a me and myself kind of thing. That's a different thing altogether. Yeah. In public, I'm very fork and knife. Fuck yeah. Uh, I'm even fork and knife with pizza sometimes. You know what? Live your life. <laughs> There's, there's no wrong way to do anything because everything is made up, you know? So who cares? Literally who cares? Uh, mind your own business and leave me alone. You know what's so funny? Like we say that, but there's also like probably some food hot takes that we would like get very passionate about that we would disagree. A hundred percent. Like there's always like the classic, like spoon or fork with KD. I had KD tonight for dinner. I had, cre- <laughs> this is all I've eaten today too. No, <laughs> stop. <laughs> That's uh, all you've eaten today. It was basically breakfast because I didn't eat breakfast. I had a coffee and then I had craft dinner. Um, I felt so guilty about it because lately I've been like, I'm 36 and this is how I'm eating. In today's economy? Yeah, that's fair. What the fuck are you supposed to eat? You what are what? you supposed to eat? Thank you. Thank you. You're supposed to eat thank a rotten you. head of lettuce that's $8? No, thank you. I'm getting a $1.99 box of food that I enjoy and I know how to cook. 
$7 raspberries. What are we doing? Oh, it's not me doing it. Whatever it is. $12 dry shampoo used to be $7.99. No, thanks. I, I hate the world. Right yeah, now. it's it's the worst place to be. Truly. Yeah. Okay, so Diner Breakfast, I loved that. That was such a passionate clip. <laughs> That's like going to be their promo. They they should, okay, if they put that on there as a menu item, yeah. what would you call it? <sighs> I mean, the, the standard would be like just your name, but like, would you call it something else? Like Adam's, Adam's, Adam's Sunday, Adam's Tuesday Sunrise. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> it has to be a Tuesday, eh? It doesn't have to be, but, but not, it's, it's, it's not, a perfect day for it. It's not it. the standard weekend. Yeah. I like, I love my favorite time to do like a brunchy, like a, bre- like to eat out at a restaurant is a time when normal people are like at their job because I don't have to interact with them. Mm-hmm. If you're here, you're a degenerate like me. Mm-hmm. And I can get on with that, you know? You know what's my equivalent of that? I can't wait. Late night grocery shopping. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a diff- that's a whole different world. That's my world. Yeah. That's the world I want to get into. I haven't I haven't broken into that scene yet. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> but but I've you done might it, get there. I've done it every I've done it now and then to yeah. get a, to, I don't do like a big grocery shop, I'll grab a couple things. Yeah. But I like the vibe. Yeah. I like what's happening in there. Well, it's not as busy. Yeah. Jack and um, I just love, I love Walmart. I like wandering around Walmart. And I'll say it, this is mostly Halifax listeners. <laughs> Hopefully I'm not giving away too much about my address, but like <laughs> the Mumford Walmart, yeah. I'm fully aware is the worst Walmart in Halifax. I fucking love it, everybody. I love that it's a fucking train wreck. Yeah. It's a mess. It's unorganized. They yeah, also yeah. trap you in it because you go in. And you cannot get out unless you go through a checkout line. Yeah. There's no exit. I actually went up to a worker and I said, how do I get out of here? And they didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chaos. They don't, they don't make enough chaos. money. They don't make. And I go, I don't, I love every single one of the workers there. Yeah. In fact, I'm friends with one of the workers there yeah, yeah. because I saw them at a comedy show and I went, I, you are Walmart. I love you. Yeah, they're like real people. They're like real people. If yeah. I ever won the lottery, mm-hmm. like I would go and give them each a thousand dollars. Like I truly, truly would. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe more than that. Depending on how much I win. I mean, that's, that's pretty nice. People you don't know, nice. you don't know them. Right. <laughs> but I just love that. It's a fucking mess yeah. and it is what it is. And they don't try to make it what it's not. Yeah. I love late night. Late night roaming around like Walmart, mm. maybe a little high. Oh, little. Get some chips. You just yeah. kind of walk around the aisles and like yeah. you look at things. I used to love that Walmart. That's what. Yeah. I, oh, oh. I'm a big. I'm a big. I'm a. I'm a '90s kid. I'm a big mall person. Zellers. Oh my god. Zellers yeah. is coming back. I've heard this. I don't know in what capacity, but I'm very interested. Right. Zellers Kmart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Two or three of my eight good memories from my life are in Kmart's. Really? Yeah. Really? I don't remember exactly what they are, but I just feel them. <laughs> you, you know? it, it has that essence yeah. of a good memory. I feel that. Walmart's that was like the place we went. Yeah. Yeah. Because we would like drive into town every, you know, once or twice, every second week, every week or so. And we'd go to like get our, get our stuff and do a little shop. And I'd always go to the... Game Boy games and see what was great and what was terrible. I always picked the wrong thing and it was always awful, but it's magic. It's still magic. It's there's something about a department store. I love a department store because everything is there. Everything, everything is there. I love the idea and there's probably a movie about it, but like I love the idea like people getting trapped in a department store overnight. Yeah. There's gotta be a movie about that. 
If there isn't, maybe I'll make it. (laughs) Can you imagine a movie? Okay, we're going to write it right now. You get trapped in, I don't know, power out of chopping, doors lock or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's people from all fucking walks of life. Yeah. All various backgrounds. You have different sexualities, different gender expressions, Mm -hmm. different, you know, like everything. It's like a mixing pot of people Mm -hmm. and they're, and it's another thing I'm horny for. (laughs) Movies that take place in 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. So it has to be 24 hour span. That's mm-hmm. it. And then they all get to know each other and learn yeah. to love each other at the end of the movie. <laughs> you think that's what'll happen? I will have like the conservatives <laughs> with the more liberal people coming yeah. to like, ooh, I love it. I mean, you never know. It's entirely possible. Love it. I made a short film in 2019, 2018, 2019, um, through a, a, a grant program. And I it was like actual money to make a real film. Like ooh. by real, I mean I just had I got to pay people to do everything else. Um, and it was about, uh, it was about a mall <gasps> and I, it was so fun. Um, uh, it was called baggage and it was about this little shop. Oh my God. I, I, yes. Okay. Yeah. I need to see that. Yeah, How I'll, can I see that? I'll send it to you. Oh it's my God. Please do. YouTube. Yay. Um, I don't know if it's public, but it's definitely there in oh some capacity. God. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just this little short about these two friends who are like in their late twenties kind of being like, I don't know what the hell to do with my life working at this like baggage store, kind of like a Bentley's, but it wasn't oh. Bentley's. It was just like a luggage kind of bag store. Um, and just kind of like living that kind of like dead mall vibe where yep. they're kind of like mourning the end of this thing that like we grew up doing. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, it was such a fun experience. And I got to shoot it out at a mall um, in Bedford. We got to, we were like in an actual mall. It was so great. Oh my so God, fun. too cool. Yeah, it was the best. So I, I, I have a <gasps> real huge place in my heart for like strip malls. Yeah. Uh, Yep. R.I.P. Penhorn Mall, the greatest place on earth. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I love that, Adam. Would you ever do another, like a, not like a sequel, but like, would you ever do another movie based on those types of. I would love to. It's like, it's so tricky with locations to get places like that. Like the mall we worked with was so amazing and like really accommodating for us and just gave us so much access that like. Even with money, we didn't have a lot of money and they were just really accommodating. They wanted to be, they wanted to help. They wanted to do it with us. They were excited about the project. And because it is, it is, the film was about kind of like my reverence for those spaces. So like, it's kind of nice to like have this little homage to these places that are kind of dying out and, you know, this workforce that's kind of being displaced. Especially now. Yeah. And it, 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 it was funny. Uh, it is. A, no, I love it, that. It is it's a comedy. Like your comedy um, love letter. But that's letter. my comedy. It's like a comedy love letter. hundred percent. Oh, a hundred percent it was. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So uh, on that same train though, like I have a soft spot. Maybe you do too mm-hmm. for carnivals and fairs. <laughs> mm. Love a fair. I love a fair. I love like a church fair. Church, yeah. Like, you know, like those little games and stuff. Little and, farm animals everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's something I just love, like a really nitty gritty. Like I love a Ferris wheel that's like put together with duct tape. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> I've de- I've definitely considered working for the carnival. Have you? Yeah. I mean, not in any real way. I don't think I. I don't think I'd take to the lifestyle, unfortunately. <laughs> but I think I'd do a really good job. I think I'd be really good at it. <laughs> you would be. So this is so funny that you say this. I'm going to send you an image later tonight. I can't wait. Um, I came up with this idea for like a movie or a show or something called like like Comedy Town or something mm. where it's comedians working at a fair. <laughs> That's happening. And I actually cast yeah. p- people in Halifax comedy yeah, yeah. back at the time. Mm. 
as certain characters in this fair, like mm-hmm. someone's the cranky carny right. who's yeah, operating yeah. the tilt world yeah. and someone's the skeezy business guy mm-hmm. who's like, I just, I fucking love it. Yeah. I love it. I love coming up with ideas like that, but I see you as like the very enthusiastic, like ride operator. That's yeah. Just like stoked about everyone who comes in. Yeah. yeah but- we're going to have fun. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Pumping everyone up. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so experiential and it costs a lot of money. So you want to give them a good time. You want to yeah. give them a good show. Yes. And uh, you have a captive audience. They're strapped into a machine they can't get out of. So <laughs> a mic on a crowd. Know, maybe I'd like put a little mic on one of the little things on the ride and just get there and do 10 minutes while they're spinning around, you know? That's so fucking funny. Yeah. That would be hilarious, especially like something like the Gravitron, where (laughs) it makes people laugh anyway, because that feeling in your stomach. Mm -hmm. Um, So my other assumptions, I think we kind of might have hit on them already. So Mm. you've already debunked them. But I was going to say that I I saw you as either a like super early morning person or a super late night person. No in between. Yeah. Yeah. So you said that you're not. You're not really a morning person. You, no. You're more in the late night. Yeah. I, I'm like a morning. I'm an aspirational morning person, but Same. I don't think I'll ever get there. What time we get nap if we're sleeping with no alarm? I usually hit around 10 a.m. That's like it's a good time. Yeah. It's like it feels like there's still some of the morning. So I don't feel like so bad on myself. But I've also like I've woken up naturally to the sun. Yeah. You know? That's how we're meant to wake up. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not meant to make up by, you know, a little vibration on wood it's 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 not for me i i've worked early jobs i uh, i i I used to work at a hospital where we had to go and wake people up at 7 a.m and i'm like they just live why do i have to wake them up why (laughs) why am i getting up at four yeah yeah to drive here to wake them up at seven when they're just they can't leave the facility Absolutely. Why aren't we sleeping until the max time that we can sleep? You know, and I mean, I understand that that like the consequences men- mental health wise around too much <laughs> sleep, maybe. But, I, but like, but everyone's different, you know, and I don't know. I, I just I love the night. I love the quiet. I love yeah. the stillness. I love feeling like I have some space because in the daytime in the city, I especially lately, the city has been so busy. Yeah. Um, that I just yeah. it feels kind of claustrophobic. Do you have a favorite hour of the day? Oh, that's a great question. Hmm. I always think about that because I hit energy peaks. Yeah. Like six to eight is rough for me. Yeah. You, but if oh, I make it to yeah, eight, yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah. Kind of but similar. I, I'm like, I really like a 10, 11 PM. Yeah. Yeah. But then I also love a fucking one to 2 AM. I don't, I'm pretty wired yeah. from 10. Like I, I truly could go to bed at 2 AM every night. Yeah. Oh, I definitely could too. If I like had no, if I have no, if I have nowhere to be, yeah, that is kind of my rhythm. Yeah, same. Um, Good. Yeah, Thank I, I, lo- God. I love like nine thirty p.m. because yeah. I can look at the clock and be like, I got like, I can have four and a half hours yes! ahead of me. Yes, yes. Puttering around, so, watching a little thing. So here we go, fucking morning people who yeah. make us feel bad for this yeah. because you guys always say. I love waking up early because I have the whole day. Yeah. So do we. We got the whole night. It's just different fucking hours. Yeah. And do you want to know what? Our hours are better. <laughs> they're better. Because there's less people. There's less us. people. And there's shows that happen. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to a thing. You know, something fun's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. I I think it's I think it's also within like kind of the nature of people who are attracted to comedy to like maybe be night people. 
Because I feel like if, if you're too well adjusted and if you're a morning person, I feel like you're not seeing the world in a funny way. You're just like, well, it's the morning. I'm supposed to be up in the morning. Yeah. That's yeah. When I get up. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's all obligation. Yeah. I also don't get Ugh. the people who say I can't sleep in. Uh, uh, I've never understood. I don't like that. No, I've never understood that at all. No, no, I don't. Have you tried? It's not that hard. Oh, <laughs> dude. I could easily sleep till 11 or 12. Yeah. Any given day. Yeah. I, tr- I And I truly mean this when I say I do not have a circadian rhythm. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. I went to a sleep therapist and he told me, you need to get one. <laughs> yeah. So you need to try to get one. And I was like, and I still haven't done the homework, which is essentially taking two weeks. And there's like this whole thing you have to do to get into a natural rhythm. Yeah. Although I was impressed with the sleep therapist. He did not shame me for being a late night person. Right. He said, everyone's fucking different. Yeah. So I just, be- I kind of don't like, I could never imagine myself being in a rhythm that is predictable every day. Me that is like, I got, sh- I got shit to do. I got stuff going on mm-hmm. and I'm, uh, that's my priority. Yep. You know, yep, like yep, I got yep, shows yep, yep, to do. I got people to make laugh. I'm busy. Yep. You know, I sleep when I get every- when I- And I'm also like, <laughs> I'm on the verge of sleeping at all times. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm really getting into this like old man thing of like that is the best statement I've ever heard in my entire fucking life I got my my little recliner Ah! I sit in there for five minutes I get a nice little 80% sleep you know I totally agree yeah because it's this weird thing when you're when you're an exhausted person, mm-hmm. you can have energy. Right now, we're both pretty high yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah. We could both probably pass out in a couple of minutes. If I lay down, <laughs> I'm not joking. You could leave the lights on, and I would be asleep in probably under ten minutes. I'd be asleep. God, that's so fucking funny. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, that's what you know. You get burnt out and exhausted, and you that's where you are. But but I am the burnout. I'm becoming the burnout. Oh. And I'm learning. Preach, sister. I'm learning to like live with it and find ways to like maximize its potential. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. Yeah. I really, I really, really do feel that. Oh, okay. So one last assumption. Love it. Um, so my assumption was that you're a fairly healthy eater. So I, I, my impression of you is, is that you're not someone who, who doesn't indulge, Right. but I don't see you as someone who is like, a super trashy eater like I am where it's like fast food all the time. Yeah. I, I'm a pretty trashy eater. Are you? Okay. So I got, I got a yeah. fucking wrong. Let's talk about it. So you are a pretty trashy eater. What's, yeah. What do you go for when you're like in the, I, I'm craving some emotional eating comfort food? Well, it depends. Uh, it just depends if I can uh, get in a car that works. Yeah. Um, because it varies. Yeah. Um, I have been eating more healthily lately because I just don't have a car. So I'm not driving through drive throughs um, oh, so you are a fast food guy. I love, oh, I, I love okay. and will always be a fast food person. So you are one of me. I should have never doubted that. Yeah, I do love it. Um, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm so excited to say the word McDonald's. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, you know, like my, my default is a McDonald's. I do love yes. to change it up with the Wendy's. Yeah, um, Wendy's. I, but I, but I like anything. I'm I'm really pretty easy to please when it comes to a fast food indulge. Um, it's just they perfected food. I don't know what I like. What's the big deal? They did it right. I'm gonna eat it. 
consistent, reliable, delicious. Yeah. And I don't feel that bad. And like Me when I'm at either. home, I like eat okay. But I eat, I eat within my own capacity. You know what I mean? I try not to beat myself up about it. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a great point. You know, because like I don't have the energy or interest to spend an hour and a half cooking quinoa yeah. every night. Yep, I'm yep, not yep, going to yep. do it. Yep, yep. I found these great little flatbreads at the superstore. They're cheap and pretty delicious. I'll throw those in the oven. You make a little flatbread pizza sitch? It, oh, it's already done. Uh, it's pre-done. This. Okay, wait, what? Yeah, I found them and I'm like, I'm a little evangelical about these things because the they're cheap and delicious. Oh, wait, are they the flatbreads in the frozen food section? Yes, yeah, they, they are. are. Oh, yes, yeah. They are. I've had I've had the caramelized onion mm. and chicken or there's one that's like caramelized oh, onion nice. and chicken and bacon or something like that. The mushroom one is delicious. Oh, yummy, 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 yummy. There's one that has like pierogies and onions. It's kind of, or not pierogies. It has potatoes. <laughs> It's, it's kind of like a riff on pierogies. It's like potato and onion. Oh, okay. Like cream sauce. It is really good. And I just like, you know, it is what it is. I, when I have, when I'm feeling up for it, I'll make some nice homemade stuff. I, I spent, you know, a nice uh, afternoon the other day making a beautiful chowder. Cause oh, I want, I wanted a down home you. chowder. I wanted a down home moment. God, that's The city's sounds, been feeling so not homey lately. That sounds fucking delicious. It was so nice. And then you, are you someone who, like, do you package your food up and, like, eat it for the rest of the week kind of thing? I package it up. <laughs> <laughs> I package it up for sure. I package it up. Um, oh, take that bell. I, uh, There's so much soup in my fridge that I haven't eaten. Yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> I was really proud of myself with this chowder because I did eat it all. Good. Which is honestly the first time I've ever made anything in volume that I've finished. Good for you. Um, I, I'm a real, I'm not a fussy eater, but I don't like eating the same thing over and over again. Thank you. Um, I, I don't know what it is about my brain that doesn't yeah. like it, but it doesn't like it. And especially, I mean, especially with something like a fish chowder, like yeah. I'm really feeling like it, but then I've had it. I'm like, I don't really feel like a big bowl of like a day old fish chowder. Yeah, that's fair. But I, but I, you know, I, I powered through it. And it was still delicious the whole time. Yeah. And it was great. Good for you. Yeah. Good but for I, but you. I often don't. I've, 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 I've been that aspirational person who will like make a crock pot meal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You Spend twice. Like $90 on all the fucking <laughs> shit you put in it. That's I my thing. that day. Yeah. I buy, I, I buy like the little containers. I package it all up nicely. Yeah. I'm like, look at me. I'm a functional adult. There are still 90% of those. In my freezer at home. Most of my freezer is just a graveyard <laughs> of meals I intended to eat. <laughs> because there's pepperoni in the fridge. Uh, there's pepperoni in the fridge. <laughs> it's so bad. It's bad. I'm the same. Yeah. And you know what I'm also bad with? <laughs> just these two items. I can't escape having multiple of in my fridge. Mm-hmm. Yogurt and sour cream. Oh, yeah. I always yeah, yeah. get a new sour cream or yogurt because yeah. I think it's gone bad. Well, it's in the name. Yeah. It's already sour. You know what I mean? It's already promising you that like flip a coin on this one. And yeah. But I mean. Fuck, that's funny. But, you, but at the end Ugh. of the day, like at least you tried. Mm. At least you bought the fucking sour cream. At least you okay. went to the store and bought the sour cream with the intention of using it. And I often can't do that. 
So when I can get out of the house and go like plan a meal and buy the groceries, if I only eat that once, it's still a win because everything's a loss if you think about it as a loss. I love that positive attitude. I've yelled at financial advisors. Yeah. So I've had multiple. Oh my God. Okay, so here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I've had at least four. Yeah. Over the span of my life, mm-hmm. adult life, trying to pay off debt and yeah. trying to do what I can to get this fucking debt out of my life. Yeah, yeah. And every single session with a financial advisor just becomes about budgeting. Mm-hmm. And it's in there. I swear to fucking God, it's in their contract to go. Mm-hmm. You just don't buy coffee every day. And then you save a little money. And, you know, you cook your food at home. And I go, you don't understand. Anything. Everything you just said. <laughs> yeah. You know, the spending $90. Yeah. And then not not eating all of it. Maybe it's a little worse now because everything is way pricier. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. to me, for me to buy, say, a $15 takeout meal and get mm-hmm. two to three meals out of it. Yeah, yeah. Far more convenient yeah. for me than yeah, yeah. spending 90 and getting getting like two. Yeah. Um, and I've had full on arguments like passionate on the verge of tears telling these people, you don't understand how neurodivergent people are. Yeah, I don't see it. If I don't see it in my fridge, I don't think it exists. I'm not going to eat it. Yeah, yeah. I throw in so much food. There's also something to be said for like the fact that we have interesting lives. You know what I mean? I don't got time. Thank you. We actually have dynamic, interesting lives where I'm not, I'm not meal prep. I'm not thinking about meal prep. I'm thinking about a joke. I'm thinking about a show. I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about something more to me meaningful than what lunch looks like. Thank you. You know, like I, I understand that it's, financially better for me to buy my to not buy my lunch all the time we get it and and i do my best but like i don't know at the end of the day we're just trying to make it through this day i had a financial advisor go well maybe you should think about cutting back on those things yeah maybe you think maybe Maybe go fuck yourself diane (laughs) i i don't know and it's like i i have a hard time with financial planning. Yeah. Because I fundamentally don't believe there will be an earth in like 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to create. I have such like dissonance in my mind about that. You know, Fair. like I'm yeah. like, why am I planning? I'll figure that out. If in 15 years yep. there was still an earth and I'm still presently walking on it, <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Well, that's just it. When you die, your debt dies. There you go. Isn't that wild? Cheers to that. Isn't that wild? And so what are we doing? I mean, my whole thing is it would be nice to. It would. My goals right now are I want a nicer place. I want more space. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a simple gal. I just want a two bedroom apartment. I don't I don't have to have a house. Um, my other thing is, is like, I'd love to travel sometime. That's really the only, my only motivation to pay off data are those two things. Oh, totally. The idea of being able to just take a trip sometime. Yeah. Um, cause I certainly can't do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about, I don't know why I was thinking about, I was kind of thinking about maybe taking a trip cause I've, I, I basically don't travel. Yeah. Um, and I was like, how long in my entire life have I not been in the Maritimes? Like physically. And I think at the most it's like six months really that I haven't been physically within the Maritimes really and the maj- total like oh like a total oh really like out of all the trips I've taken out of all the vacations out of all the everything but and and most of that was I worked a summer in Maine so 
It's oh, the wow. Maritimes. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, it's yeah. the Maritimes in the States. It's in, and I'm work. I was for work. Um, so Where I were you li- working? I worked for the cat, which was no the, the like cool. the boat that went between Yarmouth and Maine. That's so cool. Yeah, it was, it was like a, I worked for Nova, well, I worked for Nova Scotia Tourism. Yeah, neat. Um, and I was basically just like, I was stationed in Maine um, to basically tell people in Maine about Nova Scotia. <laughs> um, so I spent my summer doing that. Cool. Um, but then other than that, like I've gone to Toronto three times. I've gone to New York three times. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, do you really want to travel or are you just thinking of doing it because you think it's something you should do? Um, a little bit of both. I'm not like inclined to travel. I don't like, I'm not that interested in travel. It stresses me out. It's so much. stressful. Like, and to me, if I'm traveling somewhere, I just want to basically go and drink coffee there. <laughs> That's what a vacation is to me. That's why I travel to New York and I travel to Toronto because there's comedy and there's coffee and it's relatively close to where I am. You're not doing like the crazy tourist stuff. You're no, not, you're not going on. You just want to be in a city and just you you just want to experience the city as a civilian. Yeah, I want to I want to relax. People who travel. <laughs> I'm getting better at it. I'm getting better at it. And because, because I'm forcing myself yeah, to that. to just like learn how to like vibe and just like be a chill person, which isn't necessarily what people think about me, but it's my aspiration. Yeah, so like I would I would like to maybe take a trip. I'd love to go to Iceland. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's close enough, but it's like very different and interesting. Yeah, yeah. that would be a cool one to go to. And yeah. fairly cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I think exactly. it's pricey once you get there, but like the flights are cheap. Yeah, exactly. So I, I love that for you. I think mm-hmm. you should are you would you travel alone or would you bring a friend? I would do either. Yeah. I've done both. You've done both, yeah. Yeah. I, I like traveling with someone who knows where we're going. Yeah, that's always really Cause nice. Because I, li- I like to have, like, the kind of inside scoop of, like, what is actually good and interesting. Yeah. Um, but also the kind of, like, I don't have to worry about the airport. They know the airport. Love that. You know, I, I don't have to figure this shit out. I can just, like, kind of glob onto this person, yes. enjoy my Ativan. Yes. Walk amongst the airport. I actually, I always think about that when I think about solo trips because I'm like I love yeah. the idea of a solo trip, but it's the airport stuff that deters me. Yeah. Because the only solo trip I've ever taken where I flew somewhere alone was mm-hmm. to Newfoundland, tiny right. airport. It was so easy. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. like if we're going to a bigger city, yeah. that's going to be overwhelming. Yeah. Pearson. Yeah. Well, yeah, and traveling out of the country—that's like a whole other thing. Yeah. I'm like. I'm kind of a confrontational person in, 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 in only really in instances of authority that I don't think is legitimate. And so like yeah. when I'm in the airport and I'm getting a hard time by some fucking moron who just is like cranky and like wants to like ruin all my stuff. I get real mouthy about it, Yeah, which I don't usually do, I but I'm like, I don't that. know this person. I'm like, and they're giving me a hard time. It's 2 a.m. And <laughs> I don't know. So I just, I, I, I just, I just stay away from it. You want to, yeah, you want to avoid it. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fucking fair. I just like when someone else pays for it. I love, I love a work trip. Ooh. You know? I used to do work trips. You know what I love? An all inclusive trip. I think honestly, if I go anywhere, that's going to be the gig. That's a more stress free route to yeah. travel. Yeah. For sure. I also just like want to relax on a beach. Yes. Drink and, a drink. and it's I, I I will always recommend Mexico to people because I I've gone there twice mm-hmm. to and uh, 
all inclusive both times, it is fucking paradise. It yeah. is so nice. I think that's Great where I'll end up too. eventually. Yeah, you should. Yeah. You should. If you ever think about going, I'll I'll send you some wrecks. Oh my god. That's some that's wrecks. what I need. I don't like figuring things out myself because I never find the right thing. No, me neither. No. I also like going to cities where I have a friend living there. Totally. That's a good thing to do yeah. too. All right. Holy shit, Adam. Okay, hour thirty six. Let's speed through these segments. <laughs> oh Let's no, but that's a sign of a good conversation. You know, I agree. That's that's the sign. I love how we started this by saying we both like structure. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, you know. Okay, let's get negative. I love that yeah. you're a pessimist because this mm-hmm. won't be hard for you. Do you have a rant? I do. Um, I had I had written in a couple because I wasn't sure. I yeah, mean, I, let's go through that. I, I tend to be a, a kind of a ranty person, and it's something about my personality that I'm trying to curb somewhat. But at the same time, <sighs> it's part it, of my baby. it's part of the brand. I can't really get rid of it but that much. Let it out here. It's welcome here. <laughs> I think the first thing that has been like, especially lately, kind of driving me nuts. Yeah. Here's what it is. It's when boomers. Great start to a rant. Give our generation a hard time about being like a participation medal generation. Oh, yeah. When they're the ones that invented it. (laughs) I didn't, there wasn't a committee of (laughs) eight-year-olds who got together with the T-Ball League and we all sat around a table and decided, you know what we're going to (laughs) do? We're all going to get a medal because we all want to feel special. They decided to do that. They decided to make me feel special. Now you're reaping the consequences of it. Yeah. And I'm sorry. <laughs> this is your fault. You did this. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's true. Do you find that boomer? I, I don't really know what boomers are saying. Are they, do they? <laughs> that's the best place to be. And if I were you, I would stay there. I mean, like uh, only my mother on Facebook Messenger. Is that not enough? <laughs> oh, it's enough. <laughs> As you as you were talking, I was like, yeah. something I hate boomers do that do is they always use like those avatars in their pictures. <laughs> those like cartoon avatars. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, yeah. And it's like, show me your face. I want to see your face. Yeah. I want to see who I'm arguing with. I'm not arguing on social media. They love emojis of themselves. Yeah. 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 That's something I don't get about that. But yeah, the participation medal thing, I don't really get it. Yeah. I just. What's the I mean, big fucking deal? Calm the fuck down. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I, I don't, I try not, I don't like to generalize too. I mean, <laughs> sitting here generalizing, but, and I understand it's not everybody, but I just, I think there's like a certain reaction to, uh, that this, uh, people our age having like any self-esteem whatsoever. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah, 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 that yeah. being a product of like feeling some degree of self-worth yeah. yet when you're younger. And I mean, I get it, you know? Yeah. You feel resentful towards folks who are younger and feel better about themselves. Have a better life than you did. Have a better life than you did. But that's life, baby. That's, like, that's how it is. Yeah. Either get on or get off. Get on or get off. And, like, don't blame me for the thing you're doing. Yeah. Which is, like, I don't know, generationally something I've kind of noticed is, like, there's not a lot of, not a lot of shared responsibility amongst older folks. People are just like, you you did this. You're the, you're the one. They also don't really learn about the state of affairs. Yeah. 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 Well, especially when you have a conversations about like rent or like what things cost these days. And I'm like, yeah, it is awful and it is brutal and it does suck. And it's the world I live in. I don't, I don't know what to, I yeah. can't get that. I'm not going to be that upset about it. Cause it's just the hand that 
the world was dealt currently. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, things should be better. We should have better service. We should have whatever, whatever, whatever. People should also be paid more. If I'm paid more, I provide better service. If I'm not paid well, I'm not providing good service for no money. I'm sorry. Life is short. And I gave a lot of my time away for minimum wage and I'm not doing it anymore. And that is like what we're fucking like. I kind of I hate where we're at right now, but it's kind of also oddly exciting in a fucked up way because I think like COVID and, and, you know, people getting CERB and then realizing Mm -hmm. kind of realizing that their life wasn't sustainable before that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of excited for like this resurgence of like workers who are like quitting their jobs and not settling and know their worth and know their worth now, even though it fucking sucks. I'm like, you're going to have to go through like pain and broke times to like get here. But I'm also just like, in a way, kind of glad it's happening because, yeah. and maybe, maybe, I don't know, but maybe companies will start smartening up and be better. Maybe, maybe. even as I'm saying that, I'm like, that's not gonna happen. But <laughs> but it's baby steps, right? It's maybe, like yeah. it, it takes time, and like yeah. labor labor movements are so they're so varied, they're so dynamic, and like it's interesting to see people like. Just be like, I don't, I can just buy less shit and then I need less money and then I have more choice about where I work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yep, 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 I, I would, you know, I, and I'm not saying I'm not a consumer. I'm a big time consumer. I love to buy things. That was another assumption I had. Yeah. That, I, well, I was going to say that you're good with money. I'm fine with money. Oh, I love this. Okay. I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not someone who's like penny pension. I'm not someone like, if someone owes me 20 bucks, mm. I'm never going to remind you. And I'm going to let it go and it's not going to bother me. That's life. Interesting. You know, like, and, and if there's like a little thing that would make my life enrich my life, I'm a big treat guy. <laughs> yes. I'm a big treat, treat yourself. Guy. I love to treat myself. Treat Within yourself. reason. Yeah. But you know, if I'm at Walmart, for example, our favorite place, <laughs> if I'm at Walmart to get a few groceries, I'll take a, I'll take a, 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 a lap down the Lego aisle. Hell yeah. Maybe I'll get a little $10 set. <laughs> that's fun I don't even really care for it it's joy in this garbage wor- world it just gives me a moment of like oh this is like a fun silly thing that I can afford and yeah I shouldn't buy it but you know what I shouldn't do a lot of things that I do exactly but it's little joys yeah little joys yeah I always tell people when they're grieving because mm-hmm. grief is I don't know if you've ever lost someone yeah but it's definitely like inconsolable pain mm-hmm. and like you're just like every day is just garbage yeah. um but i always tell people who are grieving i was like just try to like every day do one little thing yeah or like treat yourself to one little thing that just makes you feel happy even for five minutes yeah whether that's like an ice cream cone yeah yeah or like it can be the smallest thing but just try because yeah. like the little joys are there yeah just gotta take a trip down the lake a while a hundred percent yeah, that's kind of, of the, life. Well, this is um, this is kind of where I'm trying to be. Yeah, you know, I'm just trying to be kinder to myself. It's not my instinct, and I'm trying to learn how to do that and see what that looks like. I'm here for you for this, and it takes time. Yeah, but we get there I, but, eventually, and you have to be patient with yourself. Yeah, but I've noticed I've noticed I feel better. Like I've, and it's you know small, it's incremental. Yeah. But it is more, the train's moving in the right direction. Yeah. So that's I all you can do. I love that for you. Yeah. I love it for me too. Any other rants? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Two, two. They're very short. Here we go. First one. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm scrolling social media, 
I'm looking at videos. Oh, here we go. And at the top of the video, it says, wait for it. <laughs> I immediately scroll. Uh, Dear honey, uh, I've been watching videos for 33 years. <laughs> I know how videos work. <laughs> I'm not, if you're telling me to wait for it, this video is not worth waiting for. <laughs> if you have to, if you aren't capturing my attention. Yeah. With your skull. Bye-bye. <laughs> so, that's a micro rant. You snooze, you lose. You snooze, you lose. And my other micro rant, I mean, it might be as a little contradictory to my earlier rant, but I mean, that's the person that I am. Um, who's buying Ferrero Rocher's? <laughs> in this in this climate, in this economy, you're have- buy- people are buying Ferrero Rocher's. Are, are, are there billionaires at Walmart? <laughs> Is there a billionaire doing his own groceries? And I say his... <laughs> Purely because I dislike men. Yes. And they're the ones who are. Ugh, yeah. 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 For Rochers. I'm like, I, hey, you know what? L- you feel your fantasy. You get yourself your treat, whatever you want your treat to be. But it's a Ferrero Rocher just feels deeply classist to me. <laughs> it's wrapped in gold. It's wrapped in gold. It's wrapped in gold. It has a sticker on top. And I mean, I'm in the same vein, big on ador- uh, adornment. Yes. So yeah. I, 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 I kind of understand it. But it's but, the stuck-up version. It, but I just, and it's not very tasty. I don't care for them. Fair. And I, I just realized now that you're, you're saying that, I have not had one this past Christmas. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. They only survive on Christmas? Yeah. How, how do these candies exist? What the fuck? That's actually a great point. Mm-hmm. You know you know what I appreciate in the Christmas chocolate? is a toffee. It's just there. It's not wrapped in, ever, in, in anything. It just is what it is. The t- Toffee Faye is the candy of the people. It's, it's, it's the so, labor movement candy. It's in a tray, easy to access. It's not overly pricey. Beautiful little slidey box, not overly pricey. Accessible. Deeply accessible, both financially and physically. Yep. And so delicious. So delicious. So delicious. And it's the combination of textures in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You got your crunchy. It's perfect. You got your chewy. Yeah. And you got your smooth. <laughs> I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> I love. Is it Toffee or Toffee? 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 Yeah, how do we pronounce it? Toffee? I I pronounce it (laughs) Toffee. Now I'm fucking with my own head. Having a stroke. I I pronounce it Toffee. Toffee. I guess that's how I pronounce it because that's how my mouth made it sound. Okay, well, I'm going to have to clip this. Uh, This is an Instagram poll. Mm hmm. Uh, Listeners, is it either, is it Toffee, which is what I say, versus Toffee fee. Toffee fee. Toffee fee. Toffee fee. Send us a voice memo as to how it. you pronounce this yeah. candy. And how badly I'm pronouncing it. <laughs> yeah. Because I am I need to be taking down a couple pegs. Yeah, that's, no one knows. Maybe, yeah, maybe this it's whole, on Google. Yeah, this whole self-esteem thing is like, it's <laughs> it's it's going too far. I'm just I'm flagrantly out here with my self-worth, saying things wrong. <laughs> this podcast yeah. is going to take it down. And I mean, that's that's what I needed. I love so that I appreciate so much. That. Oh my God. I love that so much. That's my rants. All right. I love your rants. I love the mixture of rants you give. Mm-hmm. They're fucking phenomenal. Um, okay. So we've kind of talked a lot about different things. So maybe it might, this might go hand in hand, but mm-hmm. Adam, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and when I say this to comics, I like to preface it by saying, what's wrong with you right now? Yeah. <laughs> 
changed. I think at the live show we were talking. Yeah. Um, internalized homophobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something I definitely think a lot about. Yeah. Um, because to me, when I'm thinking about like internalized homophobia as a queer person, I'm really thinking about what my fear of who I am and myself keeps me from doing. Yeah. And it has been the number one barrier for me for the things I'm like the most interested in doing. Right. And or like or fully doing the things I love uh, in the way that I really want to do them. Yeah. 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 And for example, like doing drag, like I've wanted to do drag for a very long time. And I think especially right now in today's world, drag is such a touchy thing. Yeah. And it's, but to me, it's like such a magical way to like play with so many different um, art forms and like do into a vehicle for comedy and, and for all of these things that I love. Um, But it, but the barrier to that is just my own shit in my head about like how people think about me and like perception of myself Mm. and, and that kind of like thinking that the things I want to do and the person I want to be is somehow like a bad thing. Oh, right, right, and right. I, th- I think we just like don't, I think a lot of people like we just kind of think that like once you're at a certain point in your like queerness, your outness or whatever that is, you don't have those feelings anymore. But I I do myself. Good. Yeah. Thanks for being honest about that. That's very, that's a great point. Oh, totally. That's a great point. Because we're kind of in this weird toxic positivity culture right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Oh, totally. And that, which. I, you know, could not, <laughs> I do not prescribe to. No, no, no. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like I, I have such a weird relationship with queerness and like being a queer person because of, you know, just geographically where we are and, yeah, yeah. and, and how you grow up in those areas and, right. and, and how people treat other people who are like people you look up to yeah um, and how they talk about those people. And I remember people, you know, when I was a kid, I remember hearing things, you know, in the world, but like, like Elton John, for example, like people always like saying kind of nasty things about, about him as a performer was one of my favorite musicians when I was a kid. So it was kind of like this weird dissonance between like my complete adoration for these folks and seeing that kind of backlash. And I think especially these days that backlash is like so ever present and basically just like being a queer person is in itself offensive. (sighs) To, to, a, to, you know, I think not a huge, a psychotic group of people, but this is the thing. It's not a huge group, but it's a very loud group. And I see things happening in the Maritimes. Like I saw recently there was uh there was going to be a drag queen story hour that had to be canceled. I think it was in PEI. Um, they canceled it out of safety concerns. And I was like, that is so fucked up. That's so fucked up. That's We're so going backwards. Up. Oh, a hundred percent. And like, I think that there's a degree to which that is kind of how, progress happens like you know you take and you you make progress you make progress and the people that are against the progress eventually are like that's enough you've had yeah but i think we're well that's where we're at right now so we're not in this like yeah when i was first coming out i was like being queer is great everyone like loves queer people and like i really had a different perspective on it than i do now yeah and so i'm trying to not let that fear lead my life Mm. because it had that fear has led my life my entire and it still leads it a lot of the time but I'm yeah. really trying to at least acknowledge that. 
But you seem to be getting out of that. Yeah. Well, even just like even admitting to December. doing what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like a big thing. Like yeah. even putting that out into the world to be like, this is something I'm interested in. Like, I'd love to chat with folks that do it and like yeah. make relationships. You're, you're being accountable to yourself. This is the thing. Like I, I, if I say I'll want to do something, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm pretty reliable. I will do it. Yeah. Um, but if I don't externalize it, I just kind of hang on to it and just kind of, you know, dream about it. But it's like, life is fucking short and I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> and especially when I think about doing drag, I'm like, drag is a young person's game a lot of the time. Yeah. And so it's like, that's intimidating too. But I'm kind of just like, I'm just, this, this is the year that I would, I want to dip into that somehow. I'm yes. still kind of figuring out exactly how I want to do that. But, but that I'm trying not to let fear lead my life. But also baby steps. You don't yeah. have yeah, to, yeah. you don't have to all of a sudden take this massive step into mm-hmm. drag. Yeah. If you just take some baby steps, you know, every week or every month towards getting there, mm-hmm. you're doing it. You yeah. know, obviously I'm all about accountability mm-hmm. and like holding yourself accountable and saying that I'm going to do, but it's fucking hard. Yeah. It's fucking hard. But like, is that your, is that your number one or do you have other things that you want to work towards? I think that's kind of the thing that the, is but your the, heart's your heart's being called to that. Yeah, like it's yeah. the thing because it's it's not that I don't want to do stand up. I lo- stand up is like th- it's the thing that makes my heart beat. Like I love stand up more. I can't think of anything I love stand up more than right. or the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and but it's it's going back to what we were talking about like the improv and the kind of like the visual presentation of comedy. I think there's so much fun silliness to play with. Um, with using those elements and yeah. bringing drag into that and bringing yeah. like costuming and, and those kind of aspects into my performance. Yes. And I kind of want to be a little less like a black t-shirt, black jeans comedian, which is who Thank I, you. who I am and who I've been and is a, is a classic. Um, and I will never give it up. I'll never, I'll, I'm not going to always do drag for performing, but I, it's something I want to start integrating into my performance. Cause I think it's fun and silly and I want to be fun and silly. And thank you for saying that you don't want to be the jean and t-shirt. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is something I struggle with as a woman mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is wanting to dress like a pop star. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And be funny on stage. Yeah. But not have that distract from being funny. Right. Um, the, as the, I I'm on a journey with stand up. I'm I'm yeah. trying to get back to loving it like like you do. We're all on a journey with that. Right? You no, know, that's 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 doing stand up. I have a very complicated relationship with it just in, in the way that I started. Yeah. Um like my my journey into it, but um one of my favorite memories of stand up was actually at a mixed medium show which was drag burlesque and stand up. Yeah, yeah. And because I was part of the stand up portion, I dressed I had a high pony fucking sequin bodysuit. It was yeah. one of the most fun times I've ever had at a show because number one, the crowd was fucking amazing yeah. because they were there for all of the mediums. They yeah. loved everything. Yeah. They appreciated every single performer. Mm-hmm. And I was able to be that alter ego me. Yeah. Like, and it felt like a form of drag in a way because I was like a hyper 100% feminized version of myself. Yeah. And I think it's just such a beautiful thing when someone just embraces exactly how they want to look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus, like, as a woman, I sometimes feel I have to dress down. Yeah, yeah. To like um, almost masculinize myself. Totally. Um, and stand up so that so that people I'm more relatable to people. Yeah, yeah. 
And it's just, it's, it's it can be complicated. What's well, about like feeling like being treated le- like as a legitimate comedian, yeah. like comedian, yeah. especially when you're someone that does more than one thing. Yeah. Um, I think people sometimes see that as like, you're, you're kind of one foot in one foot out. But yeah. to me, it's more about like finding different things that I can bring into performance, bring into that, into that venue to like make the audience have an even better time. Yeah. And like building and building and building and just like yeah. making it huge and enormous and fun and like a spectacle. Cause that's to me, like I love the spotlight. It's so, it's just like the glitter and the glitz and the, and the glamor of the whole thing. It's, it's, it's wonderful. And it's so opposite to like how I often feel and think like I that's a very interesting yeah yeah actually because you're very like you're very introverted and homebody yeah and, like chill like mm-hmm. but then there's this other version of you that's yeah. electric on yeah. stage yeah yeah oh that's fascinating and like finding a way to like integrate all of those versions of myself into like the pinnacle of who I am as a performer who I am as an artist who I am as a comedian who I am as just a person yeah yeah um that's what I'm trying to like really suss out because I'm really tired of trying to be someone I'm not. I'm really trying to, I'm tired of trying to be what other folks think I should be as a, as a performer, as a comedian, as a whatever. I'm just trying to do what makes me laugh, makes me laugh. Yeah. And that journey has been so fun because I'm enjoying it and I'm like having a fun time. And at the end of the day, if, even if the show doesn't go well, I had a great time. So who cares? Being truly authentic. Yeah. Or at least trying to. Cause so many people mimic another performer when they're performing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I think that's every performer's, I think, goal at the end of the day is to get true to yourself. Yeah. In your art. You yeah. know what I can see you doing? Like a mm. one man show. Yeah. I love a one man show. Like where you can incorporate all those things. Yeah. I've done a few one man shows for fringe. Um yeah. it was one of the ways that I was like kind of yeah, kind of getting into the performance rhythm. I did I think I I did two I wrote two fringe shows by myself and I did one with two of my friends Fun. and it was like those things are like some of the best times because you also have deadlines you have timelines you have um, responsibilities to meet and you have to get the product done and you have to be performing it love that and it's it, motivation 100 percent. and it's 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 honestly the way to go I'm my plan I haven't quite figured it out but I'm in the process of like I want to I would like to record a comedy album I've never oh. done it Adam, yes, please do it. And I, I'm, I think I'm, I feel like I'm at a point where like I have the material to produce a yes. little f- silly thing. Um, and so what my goal is to probably for this coming fringe festival, um, have a, like a two nighter kind of thing where I record an album and it's part of that festival, which is like Fuck such a supportive, yeah. amazing place. If you haven't looked into fringe or if someone hasn't like explored that world, fringe is whatever you want it to be. I, I'm drawn to it for sure. Yeah. Cause I saw, um, Justin Shaw, a standup comic also did kind of like a one man show. Type yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and it was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And I, I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. You could really do anything. Yeah. You, anything you dream of, you could bring to this show. Literally whatever you want. That's it's so it's, wild. It's so weird and fun. Like both of the solo shows I've done are both primarily stand up, yeah. but, kind of integrate like it was partially stand up partially like you know storytelling and right. costumes and stuff I did um one called stood up where I was like stood up on a date and I was kind of just like talking about dating and that was like back oh, in 2016 I love that and then I did one that was called touched by too many angels yeah 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 and that was <laughs> 
a that was again name. a lot of stand up and a lot of just like about my relationship with religion and and that kind of stuff. And it's it's fun to kind of pick an angle because with fringe you're often like writing right up till the fringe is happening. Oh my god, because it can it can be work in progress, right? That's wild. And I think anybody who has any interest in like formalizing your performance or like kind of crystallizing who you are as your own self as a performer, fringe is such a great opportunity because it has such a low entry. Uh, barrier to entry like it's an unjuried festival right so if you apply and there's room basically you get in no way and you 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 pay a little fee for your rental of the space but you have a built-in audience you have other fringe artists who can come to your show for free it's just so great and you can make a little cash it's such a great opportunity anybody who's even remotely interested should look at should look into it because the applications are Right now. <gasps> no way. Yeah. For this coming fringe. So Is there like, a deadline on that? Yeah. I think it's maybe the end of March. Fuck. Ish. Um, <laughs> but, <soon. laughs> but the thing with the application is it's mm. just about like the idea for the show, right? It can be a work in progress. So you don't have to have the full thing done. Um, you just have to kind of explain what it's going to look like, how long right. you're going to need, what kind of venue you want, and you can do it. And I just, I love, especially I love, I just love Halifax Fringe. It's such a great group of volunteers and people that run it. It's such a positive experience. I've always adored it. Um, And it gives you a touring opportunity because there's Fringe festivals across the country. Wow. So you can apply to those. Wow. You can get into those and you can get exposure and you can start getting yourself out there in a different way than like having to be on open mics, which is great and and a type of exposure and practice. I love this though, because this is, this is a way for someone to be a literal self-starter. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I gave myself those deadlines. I submitted and I applied and I got in and I was like, well, I got to have a play. God, <laughs> I, gotta, I love that. I Are you doing something in this six year? Months. Yeah. I want to do, I think this is just going to be the comedy that, album. Oh my God. That's so exciting. Yeah. Please let me know if I can help with that in any way. I will absolutely uh, hit you up with that. Because yeah, no, I, I, I need to say that like, I love when a stand-up comic has other avenues of passion. Yeah. Because I do feel like this plain and simple art of stand-up is a leaky basket mm-hmm. to put your eggs. Mm. And I think you gotta have other little pockets of joy yeah. that fulfill you. And for like live performance. For live performance, Because yeah, I exactly. think a lot of comics like, they'll do like digital stuff, which is great. Yeah. But to me, there is nothing like live no than live performance doesn't nothing beats it nothing beats it nothing beats it like i'm a big music gal oh same i'm like i've always wanted to combine music and comedy in some way i mean i don't know how that's gonna fucking happen um but listen if 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 this if there's any message from this podcast Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's go after that little voice in your head just try it that's telling you to do the thing yeah because you, you know like Nothing feels better than finishing your run at like a French festival and being like, I just performed six shows. Oh I sold a hundred tickets and I did my little play and it was better every night. And some nights were terrible. And like, that's just being an artist. Like I love, and, and if people have questions about oh, fringe, yeah. yep. I'm happy to like ask, answer questions. They can, love that. can message me on Instagram. Yes. Um, Hit him up. Yeah, please. Cause I just, I just want people Life is short and the world's ending. So follow your dreams. And, let's, you know I mean? and if you have the talent to create, then yeah. you should be creating. Yeah. And you can test stuff out. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, mm. you can have a French festival show that doesn't work that well. Maybe that's, but that's part a good of the, learning experience. Maybe that's part of the play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, 
hundred percent is the fuck up. A hundred percent is the fuck up. I love that. Oh yeah. Oh, I love this journey that you're on. You're on here. I'm we need an update podcast a little, a couple months down the road. I'd love to. Um, okay. Final segment. It's the last segment of the show. Mm-hmm. It's the um, segment that in 10 years from now, um, someone will drudge up a clip. Yeah. Take yeah. a note of context <laughs> and yeah. try to cancel us. Perfect. Do you have an unpopular opinion? Don't hate me for this, but it's time for unpopular opinion. I did bring one. Um, this and is a controversial segment of mine because <laughs> people don't really go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's let's see what you got, and it's okay if you don't want to go there. I mean, it, I, I wouldn't say it's it's really there. Okay. Um, because I I tend not to. I mean, I don't feel. I feel like I'm not a relative. I feel like I'm not that controversial of a person. And that's fine. Um, but I have lots of opinions. Okay, what you got? Um, and 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 kind of on the similar tangents that we've been on about you know the world ending and et cetera, et cetera. I don't understand doomsday prepping. Yeah, yeah. Like I just full stop don't get it. It's mm-hmm. not. I, I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like I I understand having like. 12 cans of tomato soup in the cupboard. <laughs> I think that's smart. The power can go out. The grocery that's store. That's practical. It's practical. I, I, I've i never been a big, like, have a lot of groceries around. I'm starting to be that person. Yeah, yeah. But there's there's that. And then there's like, no, I need to I need to hoard stuff so that I can continue living my life once the world has ended. In a bunker. In under, a bunker underground. Underground. Trust when I say <laughs> I'm the first out. I'm done. I don't like this oh. world. I don't like this world. I'm, You're the first out. Oh, I'm not hanging around. I'm done. So we were talking about on the uh, 250 live stream about mm-hmm. Halifax comedians and how they would do in a zombie in a zombie <laughs> apocalypse. Um, and just like if if it was a zombie situation, how certain yeah. comedians would fare. Right. Um, and um, you know, Cat Robinson yeah. runs Beerleys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dan was like, Cat would just down a thing of whiskey and uh, end it all. I mean, I'll be right there. Was, like, that doesn't sound so bad. Yeah. I mean, I here's I, I just I'm not interested. I'm I'm also just not interested in being around people who plan. Like <laughs> if you have a real solid concrete plan for that far in the future, I just don't think you're that interesting. You're probably not fun. You're not fun. And my only goal in life at this point is to have fun. And that right. it, that looks a lot of different ways. But I just don't think I'd have a great time. Could you have an organized friend that you just kind of tolerate that could maybe like just like be in your life as like a someone you could use? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I think I, I, I definitely have friends that would be great in that scenario. And a zombie apocalypse. A hundred percent. They're very organized. They're very forward thinking they like you know they just they just feel like a real solid human but i just basically if i can't if there's no more stages what's the point well you know could you make a st- <laughs> could you make a stage though maybe that's my doomsday prepping it's creating a comedy club underground oh my god that's an idea well just the idea of like a post apocalyptic mm, comedy show yeah or like j- the idea that if comics survived in a post-apocalyptic world, mm. we would still want stage time. Oh, 
Uh, 100%. Even though there's no physical yeah. stages anywhere. Just yeah. the idea that like we could be starving. Yeah. No water. Yeah. Just run ragged. Yeah. And we're like, can I do five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> I can I do a quick five? I got a great bit about this water, water, <laughs> water filtration system that you're going to love. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out about this, you know. <laughs> what's yeah. the deal with? <laughs> what's the deal with canned goods? Goods. <laughs> They're all around. Why do we? Square, square can would make more... <laughs> maximizes your shelf space. This isn't a great bit. This isn't the bit I want to tell. I don't know. I'm just, I don't, I kind of don't understand the mentality. Like, I think to me, some people are just obsessed with living, being alive. Mm-hmm. And I'm real take it or leave it with being alive as a person. I, I'm enjoying it. I'm doing good. But I'm not like obsessed with it spoken like a true depressed person yeah, like, i love it I'm, I'm here for i'm here for the ride i'm good we're all fine <laughs> and in the same vein you know you're gonna give me a break from it perfect can i ask what your what what's your stance on death do you think there's something after after this life or is I, it nothing i don't think it's i don't know if it's nothing i don't i'm 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 not a religious person uh, i grew up catholic and uh you know that is intense yeah, keyword being grew up. <laughs> grew up. <laughs> Whenever someone says that, you know they've been on a yeah, yeah. departure from that. Yeah, like I I don't know. I do think that there's probably, there are things we don't understand. And I'm looking forward to getting some more information once we're done. Um, yeah. You know, like I, I think ghosts are real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, um, whether that's like a ghost of a person or just some kind of thing, a jig. Energy. You never know. But I've 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 been to haunted I've been places where I'm like oh there's that's a ghost. Oh where? Yeah. Well I I stayed in an Airbnb. <laughs> I used to work for uh, a youth organization um, where my job was to travel the province, Maritimes, mostly Nova Scotia, and do like anti homophobia, anti transphobia workshops. Oh nice. And uh, yeah, I my integration to being a queer person was being like a professional queer person. I'm like, this, I, let me teach you the ways. Yeah. Let me teach you the ways. I have no experience <laughs> with this whatsoever. I've never touched another man, but I can tell you what the definition of these words are. Aww. And uh, so that's what I did. And I traveled a lot um, doing that job. I was all, all over the province and I traveled a lot with a friend of mine who was also kind of doing a similar, similar work. And we were staying in Cape Breton to do a series of workshops for some high schools up there. And we booked this Airbnb, which is just like this house because it was in a community. There was like, just really nothing around. Um, so we booked this B and B and also we work for a nonprofit, not a lot of money. It's a cheap B and B and it's a super long story, but basically this was like the, like the home of someone, an elderly person who had just recently passed away. Very obviously. Okay. Not and in a bad way, just old age? Or no, yeah, just not, like an older know. person okay, who, yeah. who died. Um, but the house wasn't changed at all. Like, the clothes were still in the house. Like, it was it was kind oh. of a lot. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't I didn't book it. <laughs> <laughs> I would not have booked it. Um, but, I, you know. I did just, you find out after the fact that this person died? Or did you know beforehand? Oh, no, we found out when we were there, okay. for sure. There was, like, <laughs> there was one thing magneted to the fridge, which was an obituary. Like, are you kidding me? Um, so the, we were trying to creeping ourselves up. We're also like queer people in the country. Like <laughs> we're just like default kind of freaked out. Um, but like throughout the night, the like, creepy things kept happening that I was like, I don't love this, but I'm not that I'm not a lunatic. So like, this is just fine and weird. One of the things before the thing that was, that really convinced me 
I was sitting, there was no internet, there was no phone, there was no anything, no receptions. We couldn't even use our phones. And so I'm sitting there in this rocking chair, this dead woman's rocking chair. And there's a couple things in the little magazine holder next to the chair. No magazines, obviously. Why would you have magazines there? The only thing I could pick up was like this like uh, phone book, essentially, like a contact book. It was empty, except for one thing that was crossed out, and it was a priest's name and phone number. And I was like, well, that isn't, that's a little unsettling. That's not, not my favorite thing. It I've was ever, crossed out. Yes, yeah, crossed out. It's not my favorite thing I've ever read. And then the another, the other thing in the, the, in the magazine holder was just a, uh, uh, like the diary of the care worker. So it's basically like dialogue, uh, uh, writing down the oh. last days of this person who was dead. Amazing. Not my thing. So we're getting pretty Did freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. Of course I read it. Yeah. Freaked me out. It wasn't like, it wasn't freaky, but it was just the context was like getting a little much. Here's what terrified the shit out of me. <laughs> I'm going to be scared to leave. Um, I was laying in bed. I took one of the bedrooms because my coworker, I was supposed to be in another one and I was too freaked out by it. So she said I could have the other one. Um, I went in this bedroom. I was asleep. In this bedroom, there was a dresser with some stuff on top of it. There's a couple picture frames laying flat on the dresser. I had a duffel bag, like one of those good life free duffel bags. Uh-huh. I put the duffel bag on top of one of the pictures. I go to bed. The picture was turned down. The picture was f- face uh, down, face up, but laying down. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I was going to say that's, that's less bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's face, face up, laying down. Okay. I put my bag on it. it very respectfully. Like I wasn't really thinking about it, but I maybe shouldn't have. Um, but I try to be respectful in places. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, not a slob mm-hmm. in someone else's home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I put my bag there, flat dresser, I go to bed. <laughs> 40 minutes, an hour later, I'm asleep. And I wake up to a big crash in the room that I'm sleeping in. It's dark, obviously. So I kind of freak out. I turn the lights on. And my bag is on the floor upside down with all the shit spilled everywhere. <laughs> nope. There was no slant to that dresser. And the thing that was like, someone picked this up and threw it. To me was that the picture that my bag was on was exactly where it was when I put it down. So it didn't slide off because if it slid off, that picture would be going with it. <laughs> Whoa. So I'm like, okay, so I, so I'm not going to wake up. my chills. I'm not, I'm not going to wake my coworker up obviously because I'm, that's going to make me a real lunatic. So I wait, I have no phone. There's no internet. There's no nothing. The only thing I had brought with me <laughs> Was the life changing magic of tidying up by Marie Kondo, the book? Stop. Yeah. So I just sat there and read about throwing away my socks <laughs> <laughs> until the sun came up. I closed the book, I put it down, I go sit in the kitchen, and I just wait for my coworker. And the second she gets up, I'm like, we got to go today. We were going to stay an extra night. Because it was going to be a long drive. Oh my God. We're like, we're going to do a long drive. Guess what drive we're doing? A long one. Because we're both so fucking freaked out. It was also like next to an abandoned Boy Scout camp. Like it was, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. So anyway, long story short is, don't know what happens after death, but I believe in ghosts. It's something. You're not, uh, yeah. There's something there. There's There's something there. there. Because that lady was pissed. Did, uh, what time of night did this happen? It would have been like 1 a.m. Oh, so you were really up all night. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. It freaked you out that much. Oh yeah. Oh, I was commit. There was 
You couldn't have paid me to turn the lights off. I want to go to a haunted place so bad. I do not. I'm really like. Would you go with friends? No. <laughs> no. No. No, I don't. I don't mess with that shit. I don't mess yeah. with dark sided stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. play those games. I don't know what is out there and what is not out there, but I'm not taking a chance. Oh my God, that's wild. Because Duh. I'm the, also the person that it'll happen to. Like I, I'm, a, I'm really like in my mind when I'm like walking through places, I'm very like, I know you're there. I don't want to see you. Oh, you have a little, you have a little, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what the word is. Like psychic ability in you, maybe a little bit. Well, okay. Who knows? But like, listen, like some people do have that naturally yeah. because I'm someone who really wants to connect with a ghost or yeah. wants to experience things and it never happens. Right. Oh my God. It's just like relationships. Yeah. <laughs> I just put that together. <laughs> I want to experience a ghost so much, but mm -hmm. they don't come to me yeah, and yeah. I want a boyfriend so bad. Right. They don't <sighs> you guys are rejecting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reject it all. I don't care about you, ghost. Andrew Vaughn, I don't care. I don't care about you. There you go. I see you on the wall over there. There he is. <laughs> I, oh my God, that guy. Oh, Andrew Vaughn? Tell me. No, he just, I, I just miss seeing him. I miss seeing his jokes. Aww. He had, like, he had some of my favorite jokes. Oh my God, I know. Yeah. They were just like fucking so killer, so well written. Tight. So tight. So like just, yeah. I And he was he was always like so sweet to me when I would. Oh, I'm I was, so glad. I was like when doing you, When shows. you said that, I was like, is this a good Andrew Vaughn memory or a bad? Oh, no, <laughs> Okay, no, good. No, it was I, good. It was I good. mean, I know people. Every, everyone is, everyone's complicated. People are, you know, people are yeah. enigmas. But yeah, yeah. He was, he was really, really present when I was starting to do stand up. And oh, that's really nice. He like gave me lots of stage time. and was always really friendly and. And, uh, you know, that's not always the case. And like, you know, people get busy lives and whatever. So I always just appreciated. I also, I also appreciated like the intelligence in a yeah. lot of the things that he would say, like yeah. we're all trying different stuff out. Not everything works. Not everything's perfect, but there was some stuff that was like really, really smart, really, really thoughtful and really, really funny, which is to me the most important. Uh, so, you're gonna make me cry again. Rest in peace. Rest in, rest in hell. No, no, just, just joking. Andrew. Wherever you are, you. buddy, you know, yeah, make, no, that's, that, make the best of it. Well, Think positively. That's the guy I want to connect with. I, yeah. I would, I really want to take Dan and Travis to uh, a medium yeah, and yeah. see if we can connect to Mr. Andrew Vaughn. Cause he was a well-known atheist. Yeah. Right. He, he was very, very, I mean, one of the um, most memorable things on this podcast, mm -hmm. my first podcast with Andrew was I asked him about death mm. and he told me his stance on essentially just believing that there was nothing. And mm -hmm. he told this story and I can't remember it like word for word, but he was telling the story that he heard about like someone saying like, this is the only dance we dance. Yeah. And he like how he thought that that was a beautiful yeah, yeah. like thing mm. and how he's like, I'm not really afraid of, of death because like, this is the, the only dance we have. And I, I keep that clip yeah. very close to my heart. Cause I'm like, totally. Oh my God, I have that. Yeah. An audio farm. That's so nice. And he was a guy who always made jokes about dying. Yeah. And I mean, that's and dying young. Yeah. And people, you know, people do comedy for not for no reason. Yeah. 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 You know, like we, we do it to connect with people. We do it to share. We do it to like, you know, feel something at all. Make other people happy. To make others happy. Yeah. Like to take a moment of their sadness away. Yeah, that's so true. And it's been a major thesis in my own comedy and my own work. And I I just think it's so special when like people have that mentality and and prioritize like making this one count. You know, because like yeah. I think there's probably some, there's maybe something, but I know about this one. 
And I'll figure that one out when I get there. Yeah. If I get there. Betty White has had a great way of saying it. Mm-hmm. She said she said that her mom had always told her, um, when you die, you get to you get get, get to learn the secret. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a secret that you don't know quite yet. Yeah. And when you die, you get to know it. Yeah. So how cool is that? I'm becoming a little more patient, believe it or not, to people who know me. Um, and I think that's so special. I think it's like really special that we just can't have everything right now and we'll get it eventually yeah. and just hang on. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be quite a journey. Ooh, what a way to end. We can't, that's, that's the end right there. Oh my God. What a lovely podcast. Adam, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. What a journey, an hour of talk before we get to the segments, but yeah. you want to know what listeners? <laughs> Fuck it. Um, <laughs> we're going down the leg a while, okay? Yeah. We're treating ourselves. We're taking our time. We're treating ourselves to good conversation. So, oh my God, I'm so glad we made this happen. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, yeah, you, you definitely deserved a full intoxicated experience. Well, I appreciate both. Not in front of a crowd, mm-hmm. um, but obviously... We gotta we gotta work more together. I would love that. And I'm so so excited for you. And I want you to tell everyone like where they can like follow you, keep up to date with what you're doing. Yeah. So all my stuff is truly madly Adam. Um, Such so. a great <laughs> fucking username. Yeah. I I I really labored over it. I'm I'm very particular about that kind of stuff. And I I found that and I was like that feels so me. Like I was a big Savage Garden. I was child. gonna ask if it if it was at oh, all connected. It's okay, absolutely good. a Savage Garden reference. I was I was a gay child. <laughs> I've been gay my whole life. And um, you came out the womb saying chicka cherry cola. A hundred. Those were my first words. I wish that was my first words. Um, but yeah, I I I only use Instagram. Um, I but it's at Truly Madly Adam on there. Um, you can also, if you're interested in my building and fabrication, I have an Instagram for that. It's called Shop Class 89. What the heck? I gotta follow yeah. that. Okay. Please do. Not it's perfect. where it's all my little weird little art, my kind of like art gallery stuff is there. Um, and I have a website that has a lot of the stuff that's on socials and a little bit extra. Just oh, trulymadlyadam.com. Okay. And you gotta help me off the mic with I, I need a I'm better username. And I can't figure it out. And I've been yeah. trying to think about it forever. Yeah. We'll have to talk. It takes time. It really does. And you picked the perfect one because it sounds good together. Yeah. And also it has, you have that connection. So yeah. that's so cool. Well, what a fucking ride this was. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited for you. And you get to end the episode with an amazing bell ring. Oh my God. I can't wait. Here we go. <clears throat> you can do whatever you want. You can even hold it up if you want to the camera a little I'm gonna, bit. I'm going to just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold it up. <laughs> get a little. Move my pencil. Give yourself the space. And, uh. Oh, he went a single bell ring. Here we go. A bell needs to be rung not more than once. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a quote. Hear that, multiple bell ringers? There's been a couple of you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Intoxicated Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you use and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast and check out our video episodes on the Intoxicated YouTube channel. Until next week, feel hard and talk hard. Intoxicated Podcast is hosted and produced by Sarah McClellan and brought to you by the messiness of life. Oh, everybody's depressed. Next subject.